0: It's time to watch a movie you've never seen There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine But there'll be smiles and there'll be tears You won't watch another movie for about 800 years It's time for death By video,
1: time for death.
0: By video with Phil and Kit and Lillian and Graham. Welcome to Death by Video. I'm Phil. I'm Kit, and I'm Graham. Lillian is sick, and so she's off tonight. Tonight's going to be a different episode. So when we be talk the, uh, about our original, the original, uh, original lineup. lineup, all yeah. three of us, yeah, uh, we're not going to be watching a specific film tonight. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite films from 2018. Um, it's actually been, I would say its it's been a bit of a rough year for film. I don't, like, last year it was easy for me to pick, like, a bunch of films I like. This year was a little bit harder.
2: I've got, like, three films that I can think of, so I'm sorry about the, uh, short content there. No worries,
0: here. we'll go through it all. Do we want to talk about what we've seen since we last recorded? This is also our, uh, our New Year's episode, so we won't be, um, so will be our last episode of 2018. We are currently drinking lovely cafe mochas that I have made for us here at the, uh, the Cottage of Cinema... Many the, log is on the f- yeah yeah we're, we we traveled well into the woods there mm-hmm. to the uh, cozy
2: mm-hmm. uh, snow covered yeah. yeah
0: by sleigh ride yeah it used to be a video store back in oh, back in 82 I think yeah yeah and I saw uh, some
2: like uh like some shelves and some
0: old uh, beta tapes mm-hmm. but uh but they're now all roasting on an open fire yeah so uh so guys what have we lo- watched since we last recorded Good question. I'm bringing that <laughs> up.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. So... It's I, been a while since we, we last it recorded in the uh, middle of
0: November. You know, pulling back the curtain here. That's when we recorded our uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night episode.
3: Yeah, so uh, the first movie I watched uh, mm-hmm. right after uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night was uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yes! I'm, I'm only really giving this a shout-out because the first third of the movie's fantastic, and the rest of it's a total slog.
2: Is that the uh, Stephen King screenplay? Yes. And directed
0: his
3: only time directing Uh, a feature. And
2: according to him, Coke-fueled. Yes.
3: Oh, (laughs) he's very Coke-fueled. When you (laughs) see his uh, interviews? It looks like he's got Coke drip. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, he uh, he was definitely aided in that by a a little white friend.
3: Yeah, it was the Tommyknockers that uh, finally caused the uh, led to the intervention. That was his rock bottom.
2: I hope Jimmy Smiths uh, finally
0: brought him to a census. Just slapped him around, said all day long, I'm Jimmy Smith, goddammit! I was on NYPD Blue! Um.
3: <laughs> I
0: don't know why I did that. It's Dennis Farina! No, wait, not Dennis Farina, the other guy. Um. There's, uh. Caruso? No, David Caruso. Oh, the guy who plays Sipowicz—the guy with the mustache—he's uh, always you're talking like, about. "He's uh, like uh, Dennis Franz, yeah, Dennis Franz." I always picture him being the guy in in um, Psycho being like, "We all know what you did." Oh yeah, we know. <laughs> you might own this hotel that I work at, but I know what you did, and I'll tell everybody, even though they already know. It's just—he's a terrible character. In I movie.
3: I generally find Deathlands synonymous with Die Hard 2. I was
0: just about to say
2: is that, he, yeah. Because uh, I can only think of NYPD Blue, he didn't have an extensive film career,
0: I guess. He's no mm, Brian Dennehy. He did Dennehy. beforehand, but uh, NYPD Blue kind of like set him on his path. Okay. Uh, Yeah, he was in Die just Hard 2. Yeah, he did the, uh, what was he, in, in Die Hard 2 he was the um, the head the of airport security, car. airport security, yeah, before 9-11, so they were a lot more cavalier when it came to people dying in their airport he's like eating donuts and shoving yeah. the mic come on McLean this is an airport not an office building don't and they it, uh, don't they shoehorn uh, shoehorn Reginald um,
3: Bell Johnson they, absolutely they do sure? yes, over they the do, phone yeah. and
0: using the modern technology of fax, where it's like I got you know John McLean gets the dead guy's fingerprints he's like I gotta figure out who this guy is I can send a fax to my buddy in L.A. I friends after And that. Reginald Bell Johnson like picks with him like, Hey, partner, how you doing? And Bruce Willis is like, i got to send you a fax. Can you look these guys up? And then it looks them up, and it turns out, you know, just in and out. And that was it for Reginald Bell Johnson after that. he did, did reprise, one scene, one day. One day. He did reprise his role in an episode of the 2000 series, Chuck, if you remember that. He played the brother of the manager of... The Bymore, more where Chuck, uh, the character, works. And I love that series. It was good for the first two seasons, and then the third one turned to poo.
3: Is, Reginald Bell Johnson had a, a good cameo on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as himself.
0: Oh, right. I remember that now. As, as the actor, or as the cop? Uh, as, as Reginald you know. Bell Johnson, yeah.
3: Andy Samberg's basically torturing him.
0: Yeah. Trying to get him to recite Die Hard lines. <laughs> doesn't work, what else have you watched, Phil?
3: I rewatched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Yeah, I got it out of the library. It was the uh, 40th anniversary restoration. It looks glorious. Mm-hmm. And I always forget how much they do with so little. It's yeah.
0: There's next to no on-screen violence.
3: Just a masterclass of camera technique, editing. Yeah. It's.
0: It's one of the greatest films ever made. Like I, I, it's unfortunate that because of its horror trappings, it's constantly known as a horror. Like it's kind of regulated. It's like oh, it's that you know blood and guts picture, but it's not. It's so well made. Um, Nicholas Winton refn just calls it a straight up art film. He's like, there, it's an art film. There's nothing you can't point to that and not say that there's nothing artistic about it.
3: But it's got, it's developed distinguished status. It's mm-hmm. in the. Uh, it's taken time. Yeah. Film. Uh...
0: It's in the Museum of Modern Art, it's in the American Film Registry, yeah, or the National Film Registry of the Americas. Um, It took time, though, because I mean, like, throughout the 70s and 80s and 90s, it was like, you know, judged more for like, oh, it's that blood and guts picture, and then the sequels didn't help, even though I like the sequels.
3: I've only seen the second one, I love the second one. Part 3 is good, too,
0: yeah. I love them both. They're both different films. Even, I've been debating about going back and watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. It just got remastered and restored and released, so I kind of want to. I'm debating about dipping my toe into that terrible water again. I only watched it once in the 90s on VHS. Starring Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellinger.
3: Uh, I guess this was right after Days and Confused.
0: Yeah, it was right after that, right before Jerry. It was that sweet spot between Days and Confused and Jerry Maguire.
3: Yeah. 1990. And the time to kill for McConaughey. Exactly. Um. I saw *Widows*. Um, ah, the new Stephen King film. It, I want to see it. I I like. I did like mm-hmm. it. I had a number of reservations about it, but I did like it.
0: Cool. Did it make your top films of
3: 2018? And by default, it did because okay. it's a slim list. <laughs> okay. Um, I saw the documentary 30 Years of Garbage: The Garbage Pale Kids Story."
0: Oh my God, where was that?
3: I got it out go of the library. Uh, Toronto
0: Public Library, man, they like they yeah. know their stuff.
3: They only have maybe two or three copies. It was a pretty long waiting list, but it finally arrived. Mm-hmm. It played at the Jewish one of the Jewish film festivals, I think, last year. At the cheap.
0: The TJF at the Toronto Jewish Film Festival? I
3: think so. Or is it
0: the other Jewish Film Festival that happens in Toronto that I can never remember the name of? Like the Hebrew Film Festival of Toronto or something?
3: It's the one that happens in May, I think. Oh, okay. It's probably TJF. Uh,
0: TJFF? Okay, yeah. Um, they play some weird movies. Yeah. I have to say, but I'm like, you're stretching the connections there, but...
3: Yeah, like it's a bit crudely made. It's um, it's, it's almost two hours long. It's a talking head documentary, but it's very insightful really gets into the history of tops and uh and the garbage just, pale kids and just the general that uh the lowbrow art scene uh surrounding uh mm-hmm. and the composition of garbage pale kids cool um, anything else i saw silkwood i really like that one
0: name rings a bell i can't recall it at all
3: it's a movie about uh karen silkwood she was a um a power plant and was a whistleblower oh and they killed her right
0: or something yes
3: it's did was sigourney weaver in that no no meryl streep
0: right right meryl streep
3: with a mullet yeah Uh, that's what can be because it was an
0: 80s film that's what confused me
3: is shares i guess second movie second or third movie Mm -hmm. she was nominated for best supporting actress for that one
0: yeah she was the person that like silkwood disappeared or was she poisoned with uh with uh whatchamacallit um radiation
3: she, well, Silkwood was poisoned with radiation, and like they did find plutonium all around her apartment. Um, her car was right off the road. There's speculation right. that officially it was a car accident, but people believe she was murdered.
0: So she was murdered. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah. No one's going to sue me now. <laughs> no one knows our last name on this podcast.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh Shepard.
0: Yes, Zephyr is my last name. (laughs) Zephyr, Graham Zephyr.
3: Rewatched Me and You, Graham, uh, In the Mouth of Madness at the Royal.
0: Yeah, that was a fun night.
3: And uh, another rewatch, Saw the Driver the night after. Yeah,
0: I was bummed I missed that one, but but, uh, I love that movie.
3: That's probably one of my absolute favorites.
0: Have you ever seen The Driver Kit? I don't think so. Walter Hill starring... uh, Buddy there from um, Barry Lyndon, Ryan O'Neill. No, I have not seen it, no. Is Bill Johnny. Is Bill Johnny and Bruce a very,
3: Dern. A very bug-eyed Bruce Dern. Uh, he He's really a, steals the movie. A, it a, sounds
0: great. When did this from out? 77 or 78? 78. Yeah. And okay. it's like, you, you look at it and you're like, oh, so this is where Drive came from and Baby Driver and every strong, silent, male-led film since then. It's really good.
3: Yeah, honestly, the... Best car chases yeah. ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Super good. Um, and then since then, Phil, have you watched anything? Nothing. So, nothing since then. Kit, what have you seen since we last recorded?
2: Uh, very few films. I was trying to rack my brain. Yeah. I saw the, uh, the back half of the Kurt Russell Santa movie, The Christmas Chronicles. How was it? <laughs> Shot right
0: here in Toronto, Ontario, <laughs> yeah, Canada. You
2: could tell. You could tell. Yeah. It was very much a um, Toronto movie. Yes, very much so. Uh, it's fine. I don't know. Silly. <laughs> it's silly. Yeah Wasn't that
0: Netflix's great? movies Haven't been so good lately I kind of feel that like It's, it's, because a def- there's- it's like a made for TV
2: movie It's yeah. not You know they try to make made movies for- That are uh, more cinematic And mm-hmm. could be in theaters And they do that Yeah But um, that movie is more like you Oh know- I could see that being An ABC movie Weren't
0: some of the Harry Potter people involved Like one of the directors Of the Harry Potter Yeah the director Something Of Harry like Potter that, And Deathly yeah. Hollows Like directed it So Yeah Yeah like I feel that Netflix they like Don't have a strong uh, Curation system since they're mostly algorithm-based, and I feel that that's now bled over to their original productions, where it's like, you know, it should be two hours and twenty. Every movie they make is two hours and ten minutes longer, two hours and twenty minutes long. Yep, about so. Although uh, when I saw Outlaw King at TIFF, I heard it was twenty minutes longer than the version that we're getting, that we have now, and I'm kind of like, man, that kind of sucks. I like the fact that Outlaw King was this big epic movie that took some time. What else have you seen, Kit? Since we uh, last reported, the
2: other film I saw is <laughs> actually would be on my list of best films of the year,
0: so maybe I should save it. Uh, Or tell us what it is, and then we'll we'll go more in-depth about it. We'll talk about the films more in-depth. So,
2: speaking of Netflix film, it's The Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
0: Okay, good.
2: Yeah, it's wonderful i don't know if you guys have had a chance I, to see I've,
0: it i have seen it it played for a week here in toronto did it which is good in the theaters which is where i feel i i, I missed it and i wish i hadn't seen because i wish i had gotten to see that on the big screen
2: i it probably would uh work really well on the big screen mm-hmm. but uh, just a delightful little movie i uh, really enjoyed it
0: delightful and sad
2: yeah at, t- at times it's uh, it's really
3: mm-hmm. up and down and all over the place
0: have you seen it yet phil no i haven't
3: I've heard very divided things about it.
0: I'd recommend it. It's not one of my favorites of the year, and it's not, I think, in the echelon of Coen Brothers films, it's probably quite low. But, um. I'd, I'd, I'd make, put it like mid range, probably. Okay. It's definitely above, like, Lady Killers and Intolerable Cruelty, but it, and probably Raising Arizona. But, um,
2: it's a little uneven. Like it's mm-hmm. six vignettes, so yep. some of them are much, much better than and others. And I kind of
0: feel that like some of them, like the one with James Franco, I wish was a little longer because like yep. that whole thing was just like, I mean, oh, it was so well shot because that was the spaghetti western story. Each vignette kind of deals with a different genre of the western, like the singing cowboy type movie. Uh, the with, spaghetti western. Um, well, who's, who's his name? Tim Blake Nelson. Yes, he was great as Buster
2: Scruggs. Um, yeah, then you've got the, the, the kind of more uh, the somber one, the mm-hmm. Liam Neeson
0: one. yeah Which is more of a McCabe and Mrs. Miller type.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the the Tom Waits Mm -hmm. one was fantastic as well.
0: We'll we'll get into that when we talk about our favorite movies of the year. What else have you seen? I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else. Okay, I will quickly go through what I've seen, which not much compared to what I normally watch. I uh, I had a bit of a down, not down, but just sort of like not really in a watching mood. Uh, Um I watched the Italian film Il Boss from the 70s. It's a crime film. It was good except for the... The more I watch old Italian films, the more I'm just, like, always kind of taken out of it by the crazy, misogyny, anti-feminist, like, patriarchal bent of them where it doesn't really even need to be there. Like, this movie was great except for the fact that the only female character was... slept with almost every male character in it, slapped around, called a whore, and then she's like, What? I am a whore. I go to college. I have forward-thinking minds. That means I'm easy to sleep around and she's kind of beaten down and not really good i started watching but didn't finish battles without honor or humanity which i really want to finish which is the film that i started watching that i forgot earlier i saw the ingmar bergman film persona loved the shit out of it
2: didn't you say that was your first ingmar
0: bergman or? no that was virgin spring okay yeah persona i so loved you're getting it You're right into the bergman you're yeah like, well i mean i've you're seen diving two diving right in i've seen two so, so you saw that at the light box. I saw that at the light box. And then in the same night, I also saw Bodied, the battle rap movie, which is... I want to see that. It looks great. No longer playing in theaters, unfortunately, but I will talk about it. In my, it made my favorite films of the year. So we'll talk about them more later on. I watched the um, Chiro H. Santiago um, Filipino film The Mothers. That's mothers with a U-M-U-T-H-E-R-S. It's a um, female gang um, goes to a... Filipino prison to find what happened to one of their sisters. Turns out she's dead. Then they like free the women and attack the men. Um, fun, but yeah. You know, and then I watched the Battle of Buster Scruggs, which uh, I liked. I liked it quite a bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then finally, yesterday I watched The Hills Have Eyes, the original 1977 version, as hosted by Joe Bob Briggs on his current um, marathon on Shudder called Dinners of Death. And I'm about halfway through his episode on Dead or Alive as well, um, but yeah, I forgot how how much that film, even though it's like uneven, but there are certain scenes in it that are just amazingly hardcore and amazingly um, uh, just just so terrifying. Like there's the scene when the um, when the inbred cannibals attack the trailer. Even though I think that the uh, 2000, I think it's 2007, 2006. 2006 with Ted Levine, yeah. Yeah, that remake. I, I feel it's better than the original. But uh, this one had some great scenes in it. And that brings us to now. So, guys, 2018 is drawing to a close. It sure is. I'm kind of glad to see this year end. Um, another crap-o-year. But uh, we made it. We're almost at episode. This is episode 49. The next one's going to be 50. 50, and I know what we're watching for that one. Yeah. that nah, will spoil it right now. We're watching Plan 9 from Outer Space. Probably the best. The movie that kicked off the whole watching outsider art or films that aren't considered technically good. So bad it's good, kind of. I think that's but where that's we that don't watch those films. I know. Yeah. Yeah, we do, but... No, we, we don't have... <laughs> that's not our <laughs> attitude. These films aren't so bad. They're good. They're so awesome. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Planet 9 Space will be our first year, our first movie of 2019, if we all make it to 2019, knock on wood. Um, and, yeah, we'll go beyond. Any standouts, before we get into our favorite uh, contemporary films of 2018, any standouts from this year of the podcast, like films that kind of, I think we were all kind of blown away by The Witch Who Came From the Sea, maybe Shogun Assassin Shogun also? Assassin Shogun is is Assassin is what I going to say,
3: yeah. Definitely Shogun Assassin. Mm-hmm. Um we were really taken by Malatesta's Carnival Blood. Right,
0: Malatesta's Carnival but The whole American yeah, Horror Project yeah. uh, did well. It's uh, hard to remember everything we watched this year. Karate Warrior 6. We watched a lot of
2: Albert Pune. Yeah, yeah, yeah we um, did. So, we watched so lots um, of good stuff there. Um, yeah. watched I think it's the first Captain time I watched America. Cyborg, so really Cyborg, enjoyed that.
0: Cyborg, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I totally forgot that we did the whole Albert Pune series Cyborg, um, Radioactive Dreams. What it, what were the other ones you did?
3: Oh, God. I mean, I have to bring I'm trying to remember. <laughs>
0: Cyborg, radioactive dreams, oh, dangerously close, which is really good. Of course, yep. Um, and then there was another one too, which I'm blanking on. Oh, Doll Man. Doll Man. Yeah, they were so fun, so fun, so good. We're gonna. On have first
3: birthday, we watched uh, Mean Guns. Mean Guns
0: and his uh, director's cut of Captain America. Mean Guns was great too. I yeah, that. Mean Guns was super fun. So yeah, we, we had a lot of a lot of good films. Like occasionally we got a Karate Warrior Six, which is still I think our low point for film watching. Which still is one of my that, that podcast is one of my Favorite quotes Which is when Kit says Larry's karate is garbage <laughs> Cause he's just The worst karate warrior ever Yeah he's not good And he's the hero he not Yeah he's the hero And he's also kind of a jerk He treats his best friend Leo Like crap throughout the entire movie All of his friends treat Leo And Leo is just a prince Of a human being Like yep. I'm gonna take you guys To Europe I'm gonna buy you all new clothes We're gonna rip up your money And laugh in your face You know
2: No wonder he's so sour In Twin Peaks Yeah
0: Oh the downfall Of Leo Johnson <laughs>
3: I feel like we need to watch one movie that we all hate every year. The, yeah. the, the way you like, ranted about Jason goes to hell last <laughs> year. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we need one one stinker. One stinker. One that we know. like We watched The Room last year around the same time, so yeah. that was kind of our Plan 9 from Outer Space.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, this is, yeah. Well, that was a like picture Outsider breaking art, Yeah. yeah um and then we had um of course um get Even. get Even. but i think that's i think we're combining all of our episodes from 2017 get Even was
3: 2017
0: that's true yeah but whatever like this is a reflection
2: on the yes. whole well, podcast get Even was done. 2017 the room was at the start of 2018, 2018
0: yeah so uh we haven't done samurai cop yet on the podcast no we have not we didn't do the miami connection either oh my god we have all those to do so many good feel like every now and then i'm like what are we gonna watch and i'm like. Cause I like the you know I try to show
3: movie nights. Yeah, I try
0: to show movies that I haven't seen. Also now more so, or like I tried to initially show movies that you guys haven't seen. But I like realize now it's like you know we should play the hits a little bit. Samurai Cop, Miami Connection. Um, You gotta get those clicks. Yeah, exactly. It's hard sometimes. Although by the way to our listeners I'm always amazed at what gets good, good reactions Ninja Zombie Ninja
3: Zombie that really blew up <laughs> yeah
0: that blew up the one the, the oh, Ninja Zombie yeah Ninja Zombie blew up uh, what was the other one that did really well the um, the Kirsten Wig movie uh, not Kirsten Wig, Kirsten Stewart movie Kirsten Stewart yeah, yeah that, was,
3: um, that was our part JT Reward one yeah
0: that was the fourth uh, fourth part in our Tiff series um, that one kind of made me laugh that that blew up as well um
3: predictably Godzilla yeah. Final Wars. Still
0: chugging along, man. Keep listening. Every week I check and I'm like, someone's listened to it. It's it's, it's amazing. That's a classic. That movie. That was a good one. That's another one I'd put on. Yeah, on the Pantheon. It's two hours and twenty minutes long. Just pure action. Yeah. Literally. It's like it takes an hour for Godzilla to show up, and then as soon as that happens, just like eighty minutes of fights. And it's great. I
3: could not get into that one.
0: Yeah, but you know, we, we all can't be winners here. Oh, you fell asleep during that one, didn't you, Phil? Yeah, yeah
3: for part of it.
0: <laughs> you got better about falling asleep. Like you know, it's not like usual where you would just be out. So
3: yeah, I, I don't have to wake up as early now. <sighs> okay.
0: Uh, coming up after episode fifty, we're gonna be doing some Bruceploitation. So I'll just ruin that right now. We're gonna do a couple Bruce uh, Bruceploitation films.
2: Uh, Bruce Lee.
0: Yeah, yeah. Basically, okay. like not people. You know, certainly like, not Bruce Lee. Not but Bruce Lee, but Bruce Lee esque. Bruce Leh. Bruce Le Bruce Lai <laughs> oh, yes. Bruce Long Dragon Lee all those guys um, Bryce Lee Bryce Lee um, we're also gonna do we're gonna go for a while and actually have the other hosts on the mo- on the show pick movies to watch so I'm excited for this yeah so I think I know what I'm picking do you know do you wanna tell me no okay um that'll be interesting when I don't yeah spoiler like t- again pulling I, back I the, the curtain, the curtain. I'm um, on pulling back the curtain I pick all the movies we watch so we're going to we're going to mix it up and sometimes the, the ghosts and sometimes yeah. sometimes yeah. not since you know uh the first 10 episodes but um yeah we're going to be getting into some interesting stuff come episode 50 and beyond so Phil what are your favorite films so far of 2018? Granted, Roma, we have none of us have seen Roma, I'm taking it. We didn't make it out to the 4K no. screening this weekend. It's going to open up on the 6th at the Lightbox in Toronto, which is going to be in the past now. It's going to be on Netflix on December 14th. I'm going to go see it in the theater because that is a big screen movie.
3: Yeah, I'm not paying for Netflix, so I... So,
0: to the theater. To the theater. Or the cinema. i got to find
2: a friend with a Netflix account. They usually have a spare account.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
3: Uh the first and best, uh yep. technically a twenty seventeen movie, but did not drop until twenty eighteen.
0: There's a couple of those online too.
3: The Phantom Thread.
0: Ooh, nice.
3: You can sew almost anything into the canvas of a coat. When I was a boy, I started to hide things in the linings of the garments, things that only I knew were there. Secrets. Good morning. Will you have dinner with me? Yes. I feel as if I've been looking for you for a very long time. You look beautiful, very beautiful. you reynolds has made
1: my dreams come true and i've given him what he desires most in return <laughs> every piece of me
0: see i actually saw that in 2017 so i didn't consider it for this year how did you see it in
3: 2017
0: it opened up on like december 26th
3: or something in it, i thought it dropped um maybe i maybe i'm maybe First, or second week of January. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, it am be wrong. like
2: in select, uh, select cities, which
0: usually does contain Toronto. This time it didn't though. I, I am. I, I did see it in 20, played 2018. A TIFF, Most likely. I think. No, I didn't, didn't play a TIFF. No, no.
3: I played a TIFF way at the, the very Fox, end of its yeah. run, mm. and they they were showing in seventy.
0: Yeah, I think I saw it in seventy at the Varsity. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah that is a twenty eighteen movie. I totally forgot about that. Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson's. You know. Uh follow up to
3: what was the last one? The Master? The no, no inherent Inherent Vice, uh, inherent vice yeah. Which is an underrated one, which it's a good is a movie.
2: Yep. I probably only used it.
3: underrated and Paul Thomas Anderson in the same sentence, but that one is yeah. kinda that slept one,
2: on. That one yeah, that was totally mm-hmm. slept on. Nobody talks about inherent vice, but it's a nice yeah. little movie. Owen Wilson's in that, Martin Short, it's
3: great. Yeah, they bought yeah. back Martin Short. Oh
0: dug up his bones and injected some yeah (laughs) injected him with some goof juice Glick
3: on a diet yeah um what else Phil okay um so this is probably this might count for a 2019 movie now oh really yes cause uh me and you saw it. Tiff tiff, yeah uh,
0: I always play loose with the rules so don't worry about it
3: so uh the Peter Strickland film In Fabric
0: nice
1: Touch it. Fill it here. And may I interest you in other desired supposes in our exclusive boutique? I'm fine for now, thank you. Then I would like you to announce your locus of residence, followed by the numbers to your telephone. Sheila Wallchapel, 16 Ferndale Road, Thames Valley on Thames, 01632
0: 960786. That's on my, my list too. Um. If you want to see a movie about a haunted dress, see in fabric. And possibly and, some uh, ironically enough, not Phantom Thread. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you would think Phantom Thread would be about a haunted dress. But right. no. Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, they're kind of about the same thing dressmaking. Phantom Thread and in fabric are about dresses.
3: Yeah. I I guess PT Anderson had dibs on that one, so Peter Strickland was yeah. probably just shaking his uh oh, fist god and...
0: I'm sure Peter Strickland was like, I bet he's got possibly robotic um. Uh, department store uh, employees in this movie. And then he watched it and was like, oh, I'm fine.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then. Uh... Also,
0: some really good discussion about how washing machines work. Yes. Like very Zen like. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Like, there are so many. There's moments where, like, one of the characters will start talking about how he fixes what could be wrong with a washing machine. Mm-hmm. And you just see people, like, reach this point of Zen bliss as he just drones on and on and on and some nice ethereal music plays over it.
3: And it also has the most artfully uh, filmed cum shod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Finally. it's a bit of a spoiler. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you uh,
0: can sure. call it that. All right, yeah. Gwendolyn Christie's in it, and she's almost uh, unrecognizable.
3: Yeah.
0: She is tall in real life, I gotta say. When she showed up on stage and towered over everyone else, I was like, holy crap. As a tall woman.
2: That's why they've got her on Game of Thrones.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking to speak into the microphone still, Kit. Forty-nine no. episodes in, you guys speaking to speak into the microphone.
2: I was still crunching my food. I didn't want to. But
0: you still <laughs> feel, felt the need to say something. To say something, but you didn't want to like <laughs> crunch your food into the mic. Great.
3: Yeah, number three, um, mm-hmm. Death by Video favorite Mandy.
1: So what are you gonna do? Going hunting. So what you hunting? It's crazy evil! You think you're so... in love. I'll show you love. Oh man, they loved you. Ah! Ah! See the cosmic darkness. It glowed from within strange and eternal.
0: Yes, Mandy, that's on my list as well. It was number one up until recently. Oh wow, okay. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that quite a bit.
3: Uh, Number four, uh, You Were Never Really Here, the Lynn Ramsey movie. still haven't seen that one.
0: I heard it's quite good.
1: I'm going to ask you some questions. How many are there? One guy inside the front door, a second guy on the top floor. After the tone, please leave a message. It's done. A man called. He wants to see you right away. State Senator Albert Vato. His teenage daughter's missing. What's the lead? He got an anonymous text with an
2: address. I've heard of these places. They said you were brutal. like can be. I want you to hurt them.
3: I really liked it. Um, okay, have you seen it? No, I want to, though. It looks great. Yeah. Okay, now we're getting into the movies I liked but did not love. Oh, okay. Uh, David Gordon Green's Halloween. Okay.
0: Yeah, that was a solid one. That's been my list, my best of list. Um, I like it quite a bit. I actually have the soundtrack. Soundtrack soundtrack's awesome. Yeah. John Carpenter just knocked it out of the parking. And him and, uh Cody, Hill, uh, Cody Carpenter and, uh, Dave, David Davies. Cody Hill. Cody Hill, yeah. Cody Rhodes. Who's Cody Hill? You're thinking of Jody Hill. Uh oh. Who's a frequent collaborator with David Gordon Green, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Cody and Rhodes. And Danny McBride. Yeah. Yeah. Cody Carpenter, yeah, sorry.
3: Uh, the documentary "Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood." I don't know that one. What's that? That's uh, about uh. So, it was a man, uh, Scotty Bowers. He was a uh, a sex worker slash mm. pimp to the stars. Oh wow! Many of whom were in the closet in uh, the oh, golden age of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a very controversial bestseller a little over a decade ago because he's, he was basically outing out long deceased Hollywood stars who can't really speak for themselves. Yeah, can't, but,
0: can't say, like, yay or nay. Yeah. It's always difficult with that, like, after the fact, even though, like, when, you know, sometimes occasionally evidence outweighs truth. Or evidence sure. outweighs feelings of truth, I guess.
3: Yeah. But it's still compelling, nevertheless, and it was an entertaining cool. movie. yeah um, the aforementioned Widows nice so it's a well made movie but it's also it also gets really heavy handed in the second Mm -hmm. half I I I mean all Steve McQueen's movies are really heavy handed but uh, yeah he kind of deals
0: with like heavy stuff shame hunger yeah. Uh, Twelve Years of Slave. Slavery. Yeah. This, this seems like it would be his
2: lightest movie yet, right? I mean, it's, it looks like it's a was, there,
3: later, was yeah
0: was there a heroic Canadian? Because I, w- I would love it if one of his tropes became heavy themes with a heroic Canadian just showing up to save the day. Was there a heroic Canadian in <laughs> Shame? No, no. But I wish there was. It was like just the guy that the bar like, uh... just like dude, you gotta calm down. <laughs> this ain't healthy, man.
3: And you could tell this movie was a miniseries.
0: Yeah, it's an adaptation, right, of a, a, a British, British television movie? series?
3: But I don't know, they, it was a British miniseries, but it was also... It was a
0: book adapt- by uh, yeah. Yeah. Linda yeah.
2: LaPlante or whatever her name is. Linda yeah.
3: LaPlante, who wrote a Prime Suspect.
0: Oh, I did mm-hmm. not know that. How about mm-hmm. that? Interesting. I do love how Steve McQueen kind of, like, just dissed the entirety of television production. Because someone asked, like, hey, Widows was originally as a television series. Did you ever think about doing that? And he's like, no. And they're like and he was then followed with the follow-up question, like, Why but TV's so good right now? He's like, No. T V was good for a little bit, but it's back to sucking and I kinda of agree. Like, we have no Sopranos, no Mad Men, no Breaking Bad Grounds. Well, everybody's call trying to
2: do those formulas again is the problem. And the like thing everything is, needs an anti hero, everything yeah. needs to be
0: morally ambiguous. Exactly. Everyone's trying to recapture lightning in a bottle and it's just impossible to do that. You know? That's where I think I think the best series right now that I've watched were Uh, probably, because we don't really talk about TV on on this movie podcast. Um, We sneak it in. Every now and then. I think um, Channel Zero was good. I've
2: heard good things about Channel Zero, It's really good. It's only
0: six episodes long, and that's it. Uh, I really dug that. I really dug, uh, currently, season three of Daredevil, I thought was quite good. I think that... They canceled that, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, Netflix is, they're pulling some wacky shenanigans lately, because they don't, they're trying to, like, choke Disney out because Disney's starting their own streaming service next year so they're like oh we're canceling this series because it wasn't doing as good as it used to it's like nah nah (laughs) Nah, I don't think that's true there Silicon Valley boy Um, and what was the other one that I watched that I thought was good recently I mean Better Call Saul is quite good it really is yeah yeah.
3: but other than that but yeah like going back to Widows it's sorry it's mostly because it is a well paced movie but you, you could still tell it's the length of the movie it's Barely, it's two hours and maybe five minutes or so and
0: okay so it's not like a two and a half hour it's a big
3: ensemble movie and they're just cramming so much into it and for the most part the pace works but it's it does feel a bit rushed at the end as well like Mm -hmm. it's a plot driven movie but it's trying to shoehorn in big themes into an otherwise pulpy plot driven movie and it does have a couple obvious plot twists but I didn't mind that but
0: nice okay it's still a good movie yeah Good movie. In spite of that, you liked it. You didn't love it. Yes. Anything? Anything you saw this year that you absolutely
3: despised? I have saw a number of movies that I despised. I, I normally say like, let's not
0: go there, but I want to hear what you got to say. All right. <laughs> you have a list of movies you hate on your phone. Yes. Is Hereditary on there?
3: Yes. That is my worst <laughs> movie of the year. <laughs>
0: wonderful and you haven't seen suspiria yet
3: no i haven't wait until that one and the second worst movie of the year for me was a quiet place i haven't seen that i've heard many good things eh?
0: yeah that was i I think i'm probably gonna watch it and disagree with you heartily (laughs) and like even with hereditary it really was only the ending that pissed me off in that movie like when that happened i was like oh come on you just saw the witch and did that again like (laughs) come on
3: I wouldn't say, and I wouldn't say I hate this movie, but mm-hmm. I did not like it. Thoroughbreds.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen it. I remember that movie got a bit of hype when it came out, and then it yeah. kind of like it kind of like just evaporated, like a like a mist on a Sunday morning.
3: It was, I think it's the last of the posthumous Anton Yelchin movies, right? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot about those.
3: I almost hated Let the Corpses Tan. I know that's probably one of your favorites. It is yeah. one of my favorites, and yeah. like, you can you can dislike it. It's okay. We can have yeah. differences
0: of opinion. I'm still right and you're still wrong. It's okay. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. Opinion taste is subjective. <laughs> that's the thing I keep having to tell myself.
3: And uh, the rest are disappointments. That's almost the worst. Like,
0: if you hate a movie, like yeah. if you actively hate yes. something, at yeah. least you feel a response towards something. Yes. But something that disappoints you, like the Suspiria remake disappointed me. Yeah. And that's, I would say, even worse than hating a movie. Because disappointing in a movie is like, you're like, man, I just want it. That could have been good. Whereas like hating a movie is like you can just rip on it yes. for days like mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman the Dawn of Justice. there's a month mm-hmm. long of me talking about that movie but I'm not going to do it.
3: I am not really a Soderbergh fan. He has his moments, mm-hmm. but I'm not really a Soderbergh fan but I was disappointed by Unsane because I was I expecting to yet. really enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm a big Soderbergh mm-hmm. fan and I love that he shot that on an iPhone and I I I, I
3: It does work to mm-hmm. a certain extent, but for the most part it doesn't. Oh, okay. There are parts of it that work, but it's also, it's, it almost, it's a little too visually incoherent for me for it to really work. Oh, okay. But it does create some nifty, uh, paranoid, claustrophobic, uh, Mm -hmm. it provoked those emotions in me. Okay, cool. So, uh, the other disappointing movies uh, was Isle of Dogs. haven't seen it. I was pretty disappointed by that one. Um, this was, was... I sort of liked it, but I was also disappointed by it. It was Sorry to Bother You. I remember you kind of being buzzed on
0: that when you came out of it. But now, yeah. is, it, is it just with like time looking back on it?
3: Yeah. Because yeah. the last third of it really derailed the movie. and mm-hmm. that, I was buzzed on it, but also thinking about it. There's just... There's just a lot to nitpick about it, yeah. And my opinion of Black Klansmen's gone down a little bit as Interesting.
0: well. Interesting. I still, I've still yet to see that. I wish I had though when I was in theaters. I know it's out now in video, and I can watch it anytime. But I'd like to see stuff in the theater if I can.
3: For sure. And so that one I would consider a disappointment as well. And uh, Death of Stalin was kind of a disappointment for me as well.
0: Yeah, I never saw that one. I kind of feel that that one was like a lot of hype with like a, you know, just a mild. Yeah. Uh, finish. I felt the same way about his other film. Uh, Jesus, what was that called? Was it In the Loop? Yeah.
2: Never I saw really it. liked In the Loop. Uh, maybe I need to rewatch mm. it. But at the time, I was like, I'm not. I'm not really a fan. Every just, no. it, everything's just too cute.
3: Yeah, you got me in the right mood for that. I, that made that prompted me to watch in the th- the in the thick of it yeah. the, the the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was a TV show, right? Yes. And mm. Veep is good too, but
3: yeah, I enjoy Veep. Even though know, I've only ever watched season one of Veep.
2: I got to season two I never started season three But I assume it's good I didn't stop watching it Because yeah. I didn't like the show It's just it Never lot. get
3: around to it There's a lot and to watch Armando Iannucci's Worked with Steve Coogan A fair bit Like he's They've done All the Alan Partridge Stuff together Oh yeah Alan Partridge mm-hmm.
0: Um. Cool Anything else you want to talk about Film wise this year
3: uh, That's it Okay I don't know if it counts as a film because it's more of a miniseries. Evil Genius. That was also kind of a disappointment. Oh, yeah. Netflix. I remember that.
2: still didn't finish that. I f- watched the first two episodes and I, I'm just waiting for episode three. It was one three.
0: of the things where, again, it's like this could have worked better as a 90-minute movie than a six-hour yes. miniseries.
2: I was really hooked. Episode mm. one. Episode yeah. two, I'm like, oh, okay. And then episode three, I'm like, is that necessary? It should have been called Filler, the miniseries. <laughs> so I haven't watched episode three. I feel like I should because... Like, little tiny threads are Oh, is it,
3: is it a three-part thing?
2: Yeah. Okay, I,
0: I gotta... Yeah, six parts, that was it's the... It's two um,
3: or four parts, I think.
0: Oh, oh, God, I hope it's not four. <laughs> I think it's four. Oh, uh, it's too many parts. <laughs> then then, <laughs> then you're done. Wild Wild
3: Country had six parts? Yeah, Wild
0: Wild Country had six parts, and that I was like, you... The, the, I was really disappointed with Wild Wild Country because it's such a fascinating story, and they left the most interesting stuff out, and I listened to an interview with the directors afterwards, and they're like... Well, we didn't want to bias people against the um against the cult too much by putting in all the stuff they did. It's like, "What? That's not bias. That's like Yeah, they're they're a cult. They're yeah, a dangerous they're a cult." cult. <laughs> they're dangerous, like and like they kind of like lost it. They were so the documentary was so blasé about when they like gave food poisoning to the town where it was just like, "Yeah, and the whole town got food poisoning, but you know, the cult also like, you know, did it a lot of good." It's like They, they knitted a bunch. Knitted. I didn't haven't seen. Uh. <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing the biggest thing is that like uh, there was an article where someone brought up like, "Hey, this is a you know," then they admitted like, "We're a sex cult," um, and we brought in whole families. What was that? What did you guys do with the kids? And then like, it turns out, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff that went down. And the filmmakers even said like, "Yeah, we did again. We didn't want to bias people against the cult," and it's like that's not called bias. That's called being honest. Yeah, I didn't. If you release that tidbit.
2: Yeah. Child abuse. Ah, that'll make people not like the cult. Let's <laughs> yeah. not bring that up.
0: Really? The cult <laughs> that poisoned people and carried around machine guns? <laughs> Let's give them a chance. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, oh. Did anybody
2: watch the second season of Making a Murder? I didn't get around to it. it I didn't, still look, it didn't seen look the first one. It's just going to be sad anyway. Like, no, nothing He's good is happening. Still in on that. jail. Um,.
0: Is it is it the well, same story?
2: Yeah, it's the same story. The, mm-hmm. the one guy who looks like he could or could not be guilty is still in jail, and it doesn't look good for him. But the sad part of that story was always the, mm. the kid, the, the kind of below-average intelligence kid that they, yeah. they got to confess to the whole thing, and he's, mm-hmm. just, he's just an idiot. He just thought he was going to be able to go home. Um, and yeah. he's still in prison. Hmm. Even though his story is poked holes in it doesn't ma- match anything that actually happened any of the evidence they have mm-hmm. they're still they will not give him another trial and he's, he's just rotting away in prison over something that he was coerced into, uh, admitting, into to. admitting to yeah. yeah so that's the real tragedy of that one and that's still oh, not man. solved so I can't imagine mm-hmm. season 2 being anything but a joyless slog
3: we're still here. <laughs> I, haven't wa- I haven't even watched season one of Bacon Murder.
2: Season one, I thought, was really good. Ten episodes is probably a bit too long, but mm-hmm. um, like you keep on thinking, like, okay, there's no way they could frame this guy because this and this and this would have to be true, and that's highly unlikely. Well, and then it's revealed that those and those and those things are actually true and did happen, and you're like, wow, I think they might have framed him.
0: Yeah, uh, well, the, the the interesting thing about all these new true crime things that are coming out is that everyone kind of seems shocked by the fact that, like, Wow! Even when there's overwhelming evidence, if the cops coerce or people coerce a confession out of someone, they'll just take it and not care. Yeah, they—they they like, they got their conviction rating up. They don't care. They moved on. Yeah, exactly. It's like the with the West Memphis Three. I listened to uh, last podcast on yeah, left of that. That was,
3: that was a really that good was one. Best work ever. Yeah, probably. yeah.
0: So much research, so much that. And like,
2: yeah, it's the same thing, and it was mm-hmm. the same people. Um, the the Freedom Project, who figured out that false confession in the yeah. West Memphis Three, that mm-hmm. uh, also helped Brendan Dassey. The exact yeah. same people
0: and still and it's just like yeah in prison it's just yeah Ugh, it's so terrible
3: yeah I've watched almost no TV this year good except for Glow and BoJack Horseman good on you.
2: I like the Netflix Castlevania I thought that was fun
0: I haven't seen it it's way better never, than it I has never, any right to be I like a kind of off
2: brand manga Castlevania yeah. mm-hmm. uh, video game um, production it's pretty
3: good nice I might watch Honey Hill House by the new year. Yeah, um, isn't it's not a lot. It's not like it's such like a,
2: mixed reviews of that.
0: Is mm. it, isn't that like a thirteen-episode series or something? Something like oh, that. God, yeah. that's too Either many. Either people guys. love it or
2: they say it's the most boring shit ever. I know. It's
0: like six hours. Just do six hours. That's all you need for a TV series. There's no reason to tell a story over thirteen hours, unless it's like I don't know, War and Peace, and even then you can probably cut that down. Or Berlin Alexanderplatz. I, I can make you a Netflix. I've got a Netflix thing. You could use Hi. my login. Oh, thank you. I to, yeah. yeah, I have a Netflix account as well. Oh okay, but Ooh. you can do it. All right, I don't need you screwing up my algorithm, um, <laughs> which is already screwed up enough. Where it's like, I think if I, like you and Phil would watch, uh, your algorithm will probably no match. You'll be yeah. like, because every now and then I just hate myself and be like, well, let's watch that new Transformers movie. <laughs> I, I've almost watched a few times now the 2016 Ghostbusters movie just because I'm like, how bad could it be? A few things like Dune has
2: been on there for a while, and I keep on like, oh Dune, I should watch Dune. Yeah. I've never seen Dune. I want to see the
0: the which the one? David Lynch. The David Lynch version. Yeah.
3: Yeah. theatrical cut.
1: Yep.
2: Ooh, or, I don't
0: know. I don't know which cut they've got. They're not good about explaining that because then you'll watch and be like, "This isn't the theatrical cut. Or this isn't the like." Is that the theatrical one you cut? You want? the one you um, want from I don't know. I've, I've probably I've heard,
2: wasn't a director's cut heard, since David Lynch distanced himself There, from the there was an
0: extended cut later on, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was an extended cut, I think. There was
3: an extended cut in the 80s when right. it first came out on TV. It was credited to Alan Smithy, and that was a three-hour mm. cut.
2: Yeah, they did like a couple episodes. They did like turned it into a
0: miniseries, didn't they?
3: I think so in yeah. the 80s. Uh, there was one in the 90s starring John Hurt
0: that was supposed to be a... Like a, more, true a, to the book. more true to yeah. the book, than that. But I mean, who wants true to the book? Yeah, because look, like, look at I the think, shining. I don't think man. Frank
2: Herford was a good writer overall. Yeah. Like maybe just take his ideas. It's one of those things
0: that like I read a good book recently, my best friend's Exorcism, and it just reminds me of like oh, when a book is written well, it really makes a difference versus if the concept is good. And like that book was written well. And sometimes for a movie, a good yeah. concept can sometimes take it, even if exactly. it's not quite well, like, there. Look at, look at The Shining. Like, I've seen that movie a, a hundred times. I own the Stephen King book every time I go sit down to read it, and I love Stephen King. It's, it's, I'm kind just of, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't care. He gets into
2: his weird sex stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a friggin' teenager floating in the sky. <laughs> uh, I don't won't care. Kubrick was like, let's just make him make his finger move. That's, that's the ghost right there.
2: Although <laughs> Kubrick still has the weird sex stuff, but
0: yeah, but it's it's a little different. But different it's different sex stuff. It's more like, huh? And then you move on. Well, like, why well, is the tub lady naked and beautiful? All right. Okay, and then <laughs> then she's a hag. It's a metaphor for marriage, apparently. That's like, okay. what that's what I learned recently. <laughs> that it was makes like sense. I was like because you're seduced and brought in, and all of a sudden you blink your eyes and oh my god.
2: That's what I heard about the uh, actually. That's another movie I watched. Mm-hmm. I don't think I brought up it was uh, Annihilation. I finally got around to that. Oh yeah! Um, I heard the movie is more of a metaphor for marriage. Really? Whereas the book series, if you've if you've read it, is, I read half of the first book. It's just about aliens. Yeah, but um, the the movie's about marriage. Interesting.
3: Yeah, I read the first book and was kind of bored by it.
2: I <laughs> I couldn't put it down the first book. The second and third book, yeah, they they get pretty dull. Uh, but the first book's great, I thought. Cool. So, Kit, moving on to you, your favorite films of 2018. Man, I, like, again, as with Phil, my list is so thin that it, I it wasn't pretty much year. just have to name the films that I've seen this year. Okay. I was prepared to put Isle of Dogs on there even though I haven't seen it, just yeah. as, like, I'm assuming that's probably one of my favorite ones. <laughs> but I don't know, with with what Phil says, maybe it's disappointing. Where would you put it in the uh, Wes, Wes Anderson
0: pantheon? Also, are you a Wes Anderson Rocket, dev- or? devotee, or are you more of a just a, like, only the, the heavy hitters?
3: Um, It's kind of tricky Mm because I liked every Wes Anderson movie at least a little bit from Bottle Rocket up to Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. I'm probably the only person that really did not like the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. And Isle of Dogs, I just think, was... It was just mediocre. I generally like the heavy hitters and their... Mm -hmm. The Bombs, the Steves Yeah, Zizou, yeah the, like I'm yeah. lukewarm on Darjeeling and Bottle Rocket, but mm-hmm. there's still enough of those movies that like yeah. I, that they're, they're worthwhile enough, even though I'm not enthusiastic. As enthusiastic, them, yeah. You know. Okay, cool. No, I, like Rushmore is probably one of my absolute favorites.
2: Yeah. It's, or that,
0: or I, yeah, I don't know. Ten Bombs or Steve zoo for me, I guess. Yeah. I, they're all good. Yeah, for me, it's 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 like neck and neck with uh, Tenenbaums and Steve Zissou. Dark Ling Limited is underrated. I think I do. that's I, I, a good I did movie. I've that film too. I kind of like with the Hotel Cavalier, or Chevalier, short at the, at the the short. It, yeah, yeah. I, I, eh.
2: Yeah, that yeah. that doesn't need to be there, but the film itself. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Although that does at least have Natalie Portman in it. I think it's the only time Although she's been in a Wes Anderson film. She wasn't happy with she what She wasn't happened. happy, yeah. She wasn't expecting nudity
0: and no. you kind of convinced her. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know the whole story. I've, I've just heard tidbits. Yeah. You're on the list, Wes Anderson. <laughs> We're coming for you.
3: Yeah, Moonrise Kingdom was one of my favorite mm-hmm. Wes Anderson movies.
0: Still haven't seen Moonrise Kingdom. It looked too trait for me. I, it's nice. It's a lovely film. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: I don't know. I just kids in
2: love I kind of want to punch them No, yeah, it, it's, I get you're coming it's way from. sweeter than you think it is in a good way I mean okay,
3: okay. Fantastic Mr. Fox I find to be kind of underrated
2: yeah that's a good film it's got a lot of good jokes in it yeah. I have, I've yeah. seen it a number of
1: times
0: haven't seen it wow you just not like cartoons that much you're not an it, animation it's, guy it's hard like I like animation in 22 minute chunks like a okay. TV show
3: I really enjoy stop motion animation
0: Especially, like,
2: the way he does it intentionally with, like, the, the fur, so it's impossible to actually get it to stay where it's supposed to, so it looks kind of campy. Yeah, yeah. But
0: it's nice. Okay. Um, other favorite films of the year, Kit?
2: These are, again, just films that I've I've, I've watched, I think. Uh, okay. Well, that was not even, Well, I haven't even gotten into it, because I didn't even watch that one. Uh, Annihilation, I just mentioned, again, is okay. It's really different from the book. They just... Oh, yeah
0: not they even close the, the framework and just I mean close-ish nice, yeah. I guess but there's yeah there's a Shimmer they send in people but Shimmer is not even that's not even I what know, they call it in the I book know, and it's I think
2: not the Shimmer is such the lamest name you could call it we gotta enter the shimmer. Well, I think it's well, more Area like, X is way cooler. Why not just call true. it that? true.
0: I forgot about that Area X. But <laughs> I do think that like the whole thing with that is that uh, it was more like a name that because it's like what 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 is this Area X? What how would you describe what is, the edge of it? Well, his... it'd be like a shimmer. Let's call it the Shimmer. Jeff Van, Jeff Vandermeer did have
2: a hand in writing the script. Mm-hmm. He helped uh, adapt the book, so I guess he had other ideas, maybe different yeah. things he wanted to explore. But I, I don't think it worked as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther was good.
3: I have seen gods fly.
2: I've seen men build weapons that I couldn't even
0: imagine. Uh huh. I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have never seen anything like this. How much more are you hiding? Hola. Let's go. 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 My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide
1: what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze.
2: Right, like, it's so not seen a bad it? film. You didn't see that? I thought you saw that with no, us. No, no. I wasn't there. <laughs> it's a fine Marvel movie. Cool. Uh, Incredible two again, reliably good. Uh, Pixar doesn't make too many uh, bad films. Uh, We're difficult. looking at
0: you, planes.
2: They—that was Disney, though. Oh, but that was an offshoot of the Cars of, of Cars, but uh, Pixar wasn't the studio that made that. That was Disney mm. Animation. Yeah, um,
0: New Cars Two
2: i've never seen i've seen cars two and i not never seem seen cars, cars three is out there waiting really? to be seen yeah cars three was made and has been in theaters that was 2017 <laughs> really? yeah? yeah i don't follow that at all anymore now they're doing it to a story four and i'm like couldn't they just let it let it go let it go at three but no because they got uh, still they more money there
0: islands to buy they got mouths to feed well i mean tom
2: hanks is doing enough but tim allen doesn't really i guess he's got he his got last tv got standing. His tv show back from the dead
0: yeah conservatism is alive and well <laughs> As long as Tim Allen is on the TV where he can, sh- you know, put people in their place and say, why don't we all get back to the way things were in the 1970s? Yeah, that's
2: basically what his shtick is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was ironic back in the 90s when he was everyone doing it. Everyone did, but...
0: and now it's like, oh, no, you that's weren't kidding you around. Okay. Yeah, I'm being serious. Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> I, I do these speaking engagements, and I detail my, like, ethos, and they laugh at me. Uh, so oh, oh, oh. Ready Player One which was not... oh that happened yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah, that movie came just, out that, it's just a movie that happened to me
2: really it's like a. it's, <laughs> it like, just, to me. it's like telling you that I went on a ride at Wonderland <laughs> it's like
0: oh okay was it fun yeah yeah, I guess yeah. did you it's take the so... Top Gun ride sure yeah. <laughs> sat in a seat moved me around dropped That's me off where I started left Um. Uh,
2: Incredibles 2 I already talked about Deadpool 2 Halloween I liked I, I guess that we're getting into my actual top yep. movies Uh, that was good mm-hmm uh, Phantom Thread is near the top. Cool. Um, I don't know if I watched Get Out this year or last year. I can't remember. Get Out was 2017. Yeah, I know, but like, did I watch it this year or last year? I don't. I don't
0: remember. Hmm. Probably. Last you can year, you can throw it on your on your list because it got it got re released in the theaters during the Oscar campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm I'm
2: putting Hereditary near the top of my list because I don't know. I, I liked it.
1: Come on, Peter. This is suing.
0: It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's grandma
1: you know you were her favorite right even when you're a little baby she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you she was a very difficult woman which maybe explains me i recognize you from your mother what sometimes i swear
0: i can feel them in the room oh my God.
1: What's that? Did she, just she isn't gone <laughs>
0: The gauntlet has been thrown. Whoa. Defend yourself, Kit. Defend yourself. I, I don't know. I, I was. It's not a perfect film. No. There's a, Tony Klutz's performance is great, though. Fantastic. Yeah.
2: Um, it could be shaved down by an hour, and it would probably be a much better movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, ever since I've seen that, that movie, that I have a punch. definite fear... Of Naked boomers hiding in in shadows and alcoves. <laughs> I actually think about that yeah, just, <laughs> like, Before
0: you go to bed at night you shine a like, flashlight into all the corners of your room to make, If there's I'm to walk to the washroom in the middle of
2: the night There's gonna be a naked boomer kind of hiding in uh, the shadows. It's it's kind of it's it's a creepy thought I never thought yeah. that, that could be I, got, so creepy. I got a
0: big fright today not by a naked boomer in my apartment, but <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I like I, I I like slept in this morning, and I was walking out into my living room to put on the coffee pot and i was still in like my boxers and t-shirt from sleeping and there was a knock at the door and i was like oh god and then i like, ducked down and i realized oh it's the jehovah's witnesses back again so i just hid in my bedroom until they left if it was a pair of naked boomers though you'd be terrified oh yeah well i was still terrified the jehovah's witnesses they always come to my house and i have to politely tell them i know you, you can't i like you know i'm not going to join your religion yeah we know but we still want to talk to you about like
2: okay yeah the Mormons mm-hmm. are the same way and they usually yeah. like are attractive people whether it's a guy or a girl it's yeah. like the most attractive person you've seen in a while mm-hmm. and they just sit down and you're like I just want to talk to you about Jesus
0: if that's okay you're like sure. oh, all right okay, okay. you're being they, very nice they are not attractive people that come to my house from the Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can
3: say that because they're not going to listen to this podcast
0: <laughs> a bunch of uggos in that <laughs> yeah. religion yeah
3: just do Mormons knock on your door
0: no they don't
2: actually They, they Mormons approach you. you when you're on the TTC yeah oh
3: yeah. I'd love to sit down for some coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I know. you get it? Because Mormons don't...
0: Don't drink drink coffee. Ah! Ah. I forgot about that. I remember a... They're like Quakers, those A Mormon Mormon guy talking to me on the subway once, and we were talking about... uh, Because he saw me reading a book on movies, so we're talking about that, and he's like, oh, well, you know Jim Morrison made movies when he was in film school? I'm like, oh, you're a fan of the doors? He's like, well, I used to be, but I can't anymore. And I'm like, why can't you? It's like, well... 'Cause you know, when you become a, a Mormon elder, you actually Mormons aren't allowed to listen to anything other than classical or church music. And oh, I'm like, God. Oh man, what about movies? And he's like, No, I can't watch them either. I'm like, You're really not selling me here. <laughs> like, can't listen to rock and roll, can't, you know, watch movies. Like, you're on the terms of like being a restrictive religion, that's pretty high. Where does it say that in the Book of Mormon? I don't know, I'm sure Joseph Smith came out in nineteen fifty five and was like, <laughs> No rock, no movie and then back into his it's
2: magical house. like being a proud boy or something. You know? Yeah. No more masturbation or whatever deal they got going on there.
3: <laughs> so that's why Gavin McInnes left. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, okay, so then, yeah, the aforementioned um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
3: People are so easily distracted. So, I'm the distractor with a little story.
2: People can't get enough of them.
1: Because, well, they connect the stories to themselves, I suppose.
3: And we all love hearing about ourselves. So long as the people in the stories are us.
2: But not us.
1: This'll tell to tale. buster scruggs
2: you're shooting iron work
0: appears to
2: do yes mm-hmm. it's at the top of my list
0: just a should, just we, get a great into, showcase should we get into the Ballad buster, um, buster scruggs a little bit i i feel we should i mean you haven't seen it phil so we can't really talk yeah i don't want i don't want to ruin
2: it yeah. but it's it's six wild I, west
3: i don't care about spoilers so you can spoil yeah
2: well it's six wild west vignettes they're all very different yeah. Um, it's the most, one of them like a madcap musical. I the would actually ones... say
0: this fil- film reminded me a bit more of a Wes Anderson film than a... Than at a, points. At points with the book and like some of the triteness... Um, but I really dug the uh, the Tom Waits segment. I really love the uh, the James Franco segment because it was the most like spaghetti western, and I love spaghetti western But again,
2: it's just a great showcase for these character yeah. actors like Stephen Root. Um, mm-hmm. Saul Rubinek pops up. Saul
0: freaking Rubinek. I know. Man. <laughs> I haven't seen if him in watched, ages I know if you watch any <laughs> Canadian movies from the 1970s to the 1990s or <laughs> romance, Saul Rubinek was in it. By the way, Time Daly is in is in that yeah. movie. Um, Tom Waits. Yeah. Zoe Kazan is in Bill it. Bill Heck. Bill Heck. Yeah. What a uh, great last name. I'm yep. Mr. Heck. <laughs> it's it's a it's a solid uh solid name. Until he meets someone named like Jerry Hell or something. Oh, it oh there good. is a Richard Hell. Yeah, Richard Hell. But yeah, that's a ma- that's a made up name. Zoe Kazan's in there, Brendan yeah. Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Oh, when he was singing that song. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. The it, the story that affected me the most was the um the armless and legless thespian. That is that is that actor actually armless and legless? I don't think so. I, I it was it. very convincing Yeah it was We should look it but up though
3: use, Maybe they used some Forrest Gump style uh, Visual trickery there
0: I think it was a bit of The CGI trickery Because
2: I've never seen That actor in any There he is Harry Melling uh, I've never seen him In anything it's, You can't tell From these photos yet <laughs> Is he standing? <laughs> but you can't see his
0: You can't see, see his, his arms yeah. Oh yeah Oh no He's got
2: hands <laughs> Okay yeah I think he has arms He might and, be without legs uh, No Yeah he's got arms and legs Yep Okay,
0: and he used to be chubbier. He How played Dudley Dursley in the Harry Potter films. I didn't know that. Yeah, he used to be uh, a little chubster, a chubby funster. So oh, good on I... you, man. You're giving me hope. Um, but uh, no, that that's that 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 whole thing was so sad, and I kind of related a lot to that. thespian of where like he realized like he can be easily replaced by a chicken by a chicken. Yeah that was depressing Although that
2: chicken was pretty I couldn't figure out how the trick of the trick with the chicken so I would be like yeah I'd, I'd pay two bits to see that chicken count numbers so that's pretty sweet. I wouldn't I'd pay two bits to eat that chicken you give this chicken two numbers Phil together and then picks the number that it adds yeah. to oh, wow. 11
0: <laughs> plus 11 Twenty-two.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but the thing is, when he bought the chicken, he didn't buy the the trailer that had the the things in it. He, he just, must
2: have got that. We must have just missed that. I thought yeah. about that too. He just got the chicken, though.
0: Yeah, it I was, was like, just, does He
2: just want to eat the chicken. No, I no, he's so. replacing.
0: Yeah. He's replacing the armless and legless last man. Just when like, even the way that it's dealt with, where he just you know, it's you don't see it, but it's implied that he just toss him yeah. into a, a into river. the river. <laughs> And that's it. And I'm just like, oh, man, like that just killed me. I'm so yeah, glad that was, was like the middle of the movie, and not the end. Yeah, it kind of, it, it,
2: it starts really high with the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. And then it goes down to that kind of dip, which is still a great it, yeah. vignette, but uh, it's just sad. sad. as hell. And then it goes back up with the uh, the wagon train. and Yeah, which is just sad. And then finally the coach. The coach, the the coach ride with death, which was really good. Yeah. With Saul Rubinek and Tyne Daly and Brendan mm-hmm. Gleeson all together. Singing some great Irish songs.
0: And then, yeah, and just when it just came in like, "Well, we're repos, madam," it's like, "Oh, you mean you're bounty hunters?" And I'm like, "Are they bounty hunters or yeah, are they?" Oh, it's kind of left open that it's kind of left open that they're on their way to they're in purgatory and they're on their way to the afterlife. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's good. It's I I wish. I almost wish that the James Franco thing was an entire... Because he just had the worst luck of like... And it was so well filmed. Who was their uh, DP on that one? It's the, it's the same cinematographer that shot Inside Lewin Davis. It wasn't um, okay. their, their, you know... Uh, not Robert Yeelman. Nice uh, Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins, yeah. They didn't yeah. use Deakins on this one, but it was really Freaking well Deakins, shot. Yeah. It just looked great And all each throughout. vignette had its own style to it, too, which is really good. Yeah, definitely. Like the singing cowboy was like overlit, bright, you know, big Disney colors and um which and it was great too yeah. by the way tim blake nelson is wonderful i know as kind of like anton chigurh from no country for old men but if he had a sunny disposition it's a sunny disposition, still the song. shoots everyone yeah. but he breaks into song it's, it's wonderful a, it's the master of death and like <laughs> just like when he gets the guy at the card table the sarasota songbird yeah when he's just like when the guy like pulls the gun and he's like well sir you're clearly violating the rules of this hair establishment <laughs> and the understanding that we all have that none of us would be carrying iron And he's like, I'm giving you one minute, or one second, to put that gun down. And then he just stomps on the table, kicks the board in, and the guy shoots himself in the head. Yeah, it's quite something. And that was Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy Brown. Yeah, Clancy Brown was in it, in a wonderful little cameo. Um, What else, kid, have you seen this year that you liked? Oh, so, I guess, uh, I think I've run out of movies, so we're going to go with my number one. Which is? Mandy! Yeah! Number one with a bullet, which was my number one for a long time, too. Or, since we saw it. Mandy, ugh, that movie it gets me every time it's now streaming on shutter uh, i've been debating about buying the blu-ray but i got to save up some money cuz i uh,
2: still got the soundtrack on my uh, playlist nice. there
0: yeah. yeah johan johansson his last score um nicolas cage for the win in that movie like he won like i hope he, he won't get any awards No, but, um, but yeah. he won the year like that's the thing like you can't come out of that movie and see another actor being like no other actor could have done that
2: well he's just it's nice to see that he can still bring it bring it uh, where it's over the top. It's it's a bit too much, but it's it's not... It's like a classic Nick Cage performance. It's not too much. Yeah, exactly. I think he's he's done it before where it's like, oh, he's really phoning it in. He's doing the Nick Cage thing, but it's like he's yeah. collecting a paycheck here. It Didn't kinda, feel like that it with reminded, this one. Like
0: the last time I, I saw Nick Cage performance where he was like that was in uh, Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. It was the last time you could see like, oh, it's that perfect intersection of Nick Cage being over there. I miss... Moderate Nick Cage though, like the ni- early '90s Nick Cage, like uh, laid back almost. Like laid back like, with Nick Cage,
3: even you know? like Raising
2: Arizona, he does have his wild yeah. moments, but he's he's pretty soft spoken. Even that
3: one. like Nick Cage from like it... Adaptation, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that was his peak as a thespian.
0: Mm-hmm. Although he like uh, leaving Las Vegas, leaving Las Vegas, I right. still haven't seen it. My one of my favorite like Nicolas Cage movies from the '90s is It Could Happen to You, the movie about the uh, the cop and so the waitress. Seen that, yeah. It's a fun, it's a nice, charming little movie. And I really, really dig it. And Nicolas Cage just plays such an upright character in it. And you don't really see Nicolas Cage getting any chance to do that anymore. Like, I would, I've seen him in the film, you know, Mom and Dad, where he's a crazy dad. I kind of want to see Nickla- the movie where Nicolas Cage, like, everyone's kind of freaked out because, like, he's Nicolas Cage. But he was he's doing just those, subtly... like, downbeat. Like, remember The
2: Weatherman?
3: Oh, yeah. Um,
2: he did a few of those where it was like. Lord of War. Really? Yeah, Lord of War, where he's just the family like, man. kind of almost like. Yeah, Family Man, exactly. Yeah. Where it's almost like he has no emotion. He just kind of, like, a
0: it's just a vessel,
2: like a sieve for everything to to go to through. through.
0: Yeah, yeah. But man, that movie—I uh, wrote down some notes on it too because it's on my list. It's actually my—I don't want—it's—I don't want to say number two, but maybe one A in my like top movies of the year. Okay. Um, just because I love it so much. But yeah, like it's a second film directed by Panos Cosmatos, um, starring Nicholas freaking Cage uh, in the performance of a lifetime, Andrea Riseborough as the titular Mandy. Straight it was great like yeah. just an interesting amazing like unique performance Linus Linus, Linus Roach as the leader of the cult of Jesus Freaks who kill Mandy and set Nicholas Cage on his path and, of destruction and he's good too yeah, yeah he's really good he lays too. it all that, out there oh my god that yeah. scene where he just goes from like I'll do anything man that's what suck dick. and then just to like I, you're not worth my spit and it's like wow like he just went from one side of the page to the other pretty quickly um and then a great Bill Duke cameo as well
3: and great. it was I forgot about the Bill Duke cameo
0: yeah Good use of King Crimson. Uh, it was Johan Johansson's last score. Just a solid all around like the I can't death death biker calls. Oh was my pretty, god, yeah. Pretty good. Bikers from Hell. That like took some bad LSD. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's, man. that's that
0: scared me <laughs> off of L S D for the rest of my life. Like any any curiosity I had is dead. Um, I
3: think Easy Rider did that one for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's such a good movie. I can't I can't get past it like just a really like you know, I kind of want to, like... The first half of that movie is relationship goals all the way. Um, you know, just watching cheesy creature features on TV and... Things you like and it. your girl working at the local convenience store in the backwoods. Yeah. Watching... Cutting down logs. Yeah. It would be a good life. Mm-hmm. Too bad it's not possible, because it's a movie and it's fake. Um,
3: Cheddar yeah, Goblin. The Cheddar Goblin,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's instantly a cult classic, the Cheddar Goblin. There were so many Cheddar Goblins this Halloween. Um... Did anyone see? So the guy that did Cheddar Goblin, he actually has done a lot of stuff for Adult Swim. Did anyone see his short, uh, Too Many Cooks?
3: Yes, I did. Oh, I did not know. It's nuts. We'll watch oh, it once we're done yeah, recording. Yeah, Too Many Cooks. Uh... So, so if, guess if what, guys? TGIF sitcoms. Okay. Uh,
2: I have, yeah, like uh, Step by Step and Family Matters. Guess I know. what? We yep. said
0: we weren't going to watch anything these tonight, but we're going to watch Too Many Cooks. We'll be right back. Oh, okay.
1: do A pinch of salt and laughter too A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. And you got too many, too, many too, many too many Cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks, too many cooks. Too many cooks,
0: too many cooks. Takes a lot to make a soup. And we're back, that was Too Many Cooks. Kit, what did you think of your first time watching it? All right, that was a thing. Yeah. It just goes on and on and on. It and on really stretches and on that premise very thin. <laughs> it goes all the way and then back again. Yeah, and then loops around to the start and then goes in the outer space yep. and comes back. Looks at it from all possible angles. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Phil, this is your first time seeing it in a while. What do you think of Too Many Cooks?
3: It's still great. It's mm-hmm. also probably the longest 11 minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. it's it's uh, It's a long 11 minutes for sure. Um, all right, so other films you've seen in 2018, Kit? Back to that. Oh, uh, well, I gave my number one
2: is Mandy. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything really bad this year that I saw no. that I didn't like. Hmm. I guess Ready Player One. I
0: don't know. Yeah. But Ready Even Player One almost bad. seemed like it was—it was almost like a an innoc- like a what's the term I'm looking for? Like yeah, I don't know
2: why you would hate Harmless. That movie. It just sort like- seems
0: like it seems like you know mashed potatoes without any kind of flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, like I did, it's a I bit and I too much candy,
2: and, and that's not terrible, but.
0: Yeah. I did love there was this person online that wrote, like, that had played their rejected uh, Ready Player One theme song, which was Remember Battletoads, Remember Ninja Turtles, Remember Back to the Future, like, just going on and on about, like, all the references in the movie. But, um.
2: Oh, yeah, I think that was, uh, I know, I know the internet comedian.
0: Yeah. You were talking about. It wasn't that funny. Yeah, it was a thing. It was the thing people liked it though because it was you know him duking on a major motion picture release. But yeah, that uh I haven't seen Ready Player One and probably won't because it just you know as soon as I heard they were using the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles and not the original Ninja Turtles, that's when I was like oh, I'm out, no. I'm out. Did they? Yeah. I don't even remember the Ninja
2: Turtles appearing in that movie. Yeah. It's just they really kind of bastardized The
0: Shining a bit see that I'd be interested in seeing I heard that like a a chunk of it takes place inside the world inside the the movie The Shining yeah cool neat that's not from the book apparently no
2: it's a Spielberg edition I guess so yeah well Mm -hmm. him and Kubrick were friends or yeah maybe it was a one-sided friendship I don't know Uh, no it was two-sided yeah no uh, Spielberg finished AI for him right yeah uh, so what he was gonna do next Mm -hmm. sure it would have been very different in
0: uh, Kubrick's I never did see that Mm, I don't think it would have been that different it was overly long That's when they Um, were
2: still trying to extend Haley Joel Osment's career.
0: Yeah, but, you know, well, he was still a little kid at that point, so he could. (laughs) So they could. It's when he started (laughs) aging. Like, I remember, like, there was some movie where, like... I remember there was some movie where like his voice dropped and it was just like, whoa. <laughs> like halfway through the film. Whoa. No, not halfway through the <laughs> like, film. Like Homer like... singing in the church choir. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 It was, um, what was, mo- there was the movie with lions featuring Michael Caine and all of a sudden like, I'm like listening to him talk and it goes and being like, hi, I'm Haley Joel Osment. Da- hey, I'm Haley Joel oh, Nobody finds me Let's get anymore. tigers. It was just weird, man. Now he's just acting in Kevin Smith movies. Uh, yeah and who wants to watch those no one I
3: think he was on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia at least he was doing promos for it he
0: would have done It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that makes sense
2: at this point in his career that's a show that I'm like should I return to that show
3: nah it's on for like how many seasons Is it's it like still season going 14? I think it's season 12 it's like season 14 or season 15 at this point
2: I, I enjoyed it up until season seven. I'm like, really? Can they keep on going with this? And I guess and they, they just have. did.
3: They just rode,
0: they're just riding that. Like, even the actor that left the show came back. I hear Mac is gay now. They finally made him gay. The only <laughs> season that I really thought was smart was when Matt got uh, gained Fat. a lot of weight. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, just like did. And it. that actor did that. And didn't tell anyone else yeah. in the crew or the person <laughs> who he was doing it. He just like thought this is going to be an interesting character choice. And then he got ripped for the next season. Yeah. wish it was that easy. Yeah, it's not <laughs> he even made a pretty funny post about that how
2: like uh, yeah this is pretty easy all you need is and then he lists all the things that a celebrity has at his disposal to be able to do that personal trainer personal dietitian yeah I think I
3: I think I trilled off after season 8 or so uh, again
2: it's it was good I'm sure it's still okay I was never a huge it's always sunny in Philadelphia fan he was uh, Haley Joel Osmond getting back to him he was also the villain in the entourage movie was he not
0: I never saw the Entourage movie. Did anybody here see the Entourage movie?
2: No, I did
3: not. But I did listen to the We Hate Movies episode about uh, Entourage. So yes, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. He, I know that he was the villain. <laughs> I've heard enough about that. Only freaking
0: Entourage would cast Haley Joel Osment as the villain. No, you jerks. <laughs> you jerks. Like, because he's I,
2: not. Because, and I mm-hmm. think the
0: whole gag, because I've, I've heard a podcast about the movie. I haven't
2: seen it either. Is I think uh, he wants the same girl that uh, Vinny Chase wants. But it's Haley Joel Osment, and at this point in his career, he looks like a hobbit. He doesn't look like a leading man. You still
3: go
0: with Haley Joel Osment. You <laughs> don't go with any chase. That guy's that guy's like a walking surfboard. It's like nice to look at, but you'll never use it. Yeah, Entourage movie. God damn Like I I watched the first Couple seasons of Entourage And kind of liked it I got all the way through But I didn't finish it Because I was like These guys are just douchebags yeah. And I'm sick of them Being douchebags I was,
2: I was kind of hate watching it By the end there yeah. And I just didn't have The appetite for the movie I would
0: have loved it If like They would have just called Like their last couple seasons Douchebags Yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: That show lasted a decade With like zero conflict yeah.
2: This is true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Johnny Drama and Vinny Chase have a fight for like half
0: an episode. But it's not even a fight. It's just kind of like, bro, I don't want you to do that. Well, I've taken your opinion and I will consider it. All right, you do that. And even if you do it, it's okay. And then they like, hug it out. Oh, and yeah. they split up with Ari for like a whole season, I think. But I think. even that wasn't the real. But they were still communicating and you knew they were going to get back together because <laughs> you want to get the game. Like, everyone it's that low, back together. Everybody yeah. that wanted that show, like, we got to get, get Ari, you got to, like, Man, I have so many you, people.
2: You really do have to put up. A, with a lot of Jeremy Piven If you oh, watch that God. show Which is unbelievable to me That I was the, able to
0: do that I can, I can put up with Jeremy Piven It's Kevin What's his name? Kevin Connolly is the worst He's the yes. worst He's um, just like How do you have a career?
2: I like Actually I would like to see more Of Kevin Dillon I think Yeah Kevin Dillon He's like, fine as a character he got, actor he,
0: he was an actual actor In yeah, movies You no,
2: he, can see him in Platoon For
0: example He's in The Blob Yeah, yeah. And I think he's also in um, I think it's Remote Control or t- something? Could be. Yeah. Uh, film directed by Joseph uh, Lieberman, I think is his name, the guy that did um, Just Before Dawn and Blue Sunshine, which are quite good films. But yeah, I know, like Entourage, God damn, that's just an awful universe. Like, I'm glad we don't live in that universe. It really is, yeah. Yeah. Even when he did his big art film, Medellin or whatever it's
2: called, like. Oh, uh, his. Uh, no, mm, it was like. What was it called? New York Streets
0: or something like that? Oh, or- Queens Boulevard. Queens Boulevard. That was the black and white I one. Am
2: Queens Boulevard.
0: And it, all,
3: go to hell! All the,
0: uh, the go to hell right now, all, Vinny Chase. Yeah, all
2: the uh, made-up movies. Mm-hmm. All the
3: Aquaman directed by James Cameron. Friggin' James
0: Cameron lent his name to that. That's when terrible. I.
2: That's when I turned on James Cameron. Lots of directors. Uh, Martin Scorsese turns up. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you like to be my? Uh, he. Uh, Vinny Chase is in a Martin Scorsese movie. Scorsese at least had the good sense just to do the cameo. He wasn't yeah. really involved. And then, uh, I guess, off season, he'd done a Scorsese movie mm-hmm. and he was getting all sorts of accolades again. Yeah. Uh, turned his career around. Yeah. Oh, it was his, uh, Fra- his Frank Sinatra biopic, I think, is the made up Scorsese uh, movie that uh, they did.
0: Scorsese would never do a Frank Sinatra biopic. He might. Not now. He's living on borrowed time at this point. He's doing Netflix films now. Let's see. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a theatrical release for that because Netflix spent like a good 200 million trying to make Joe Pesci look not old anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, Joe Pesci is old. Why would they? Because they want young Joe Pesci from you, Goodfellas. You they can don't just want get,
2: uh, the the guy from uh, The Sopranos. What's this? What's his face? The guy that sort of looks like young Joe Pesci. I don't remember what his name. Is. Michael Imperioli. No, he doesn't look anything like. Plus, he's old now too.
0: Mm-hmm. He'll great here. Entourage so much. Okay. Um, so I guess now we're talking about my top, uh, uh, my favorite right. films of 2018. This is going to take a while. Uh, it's not super long. So my favorite film of the year.
2: Yeah, that's uh, cut, cut to the Chase. It's uh,
0: not Mandy. It's not Mandy, but Mandy is a close second. It's the film bodied by Joseph Kahn.
2: All right, what's up? This is the California Battle League, and i be your host, Donnie Narco, AKA the Walking Drug Lab, AKA Mr. Splash. Put my drink on your bitch's ass and won't even tip the glass. You feel me?
3: Battle rap
2: is a street fight. You got someone right in your face trying to tear you apart. I don't know if I should slap you like a bitch or punch your face like a man. Cause I keep switching from open palm to a fist, like a white boy, shaking your hand. Actual G's, you ain't kill none. So shut the f- up and chill some. Just cause you look like Kim Jong-un doesn't mean you're ill, son. You had some creative Asian jokes. You think? But at least you knew I was Korean. As far as I'm concerned, that's culturally sensitive by battle rap standards.
0: Yeah. how You out there killing it, huh? That audience reaction, it's like heroin. Yeah. So, what do you do? I mean, besides appropriate black culture for your livelihood. Oh. She bodied you.
1: Not tonight, Satan.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. I did not see that coming. Now, I didn't see it coming either. Like, I went to see it kind of like, well, I should see it on the big screen. It got, because I listened to I'm a big fan of Joseph Kahn's previous film, Detention. He's, he's a filmmaker that, interestingly enough, only makes films when he really wants to. Because he, most of what, like, pays his bills are commercials and music videos. And he's done, like, big Britney Spears videos. He's done big. Big videos for people. So like, and he did that film Torque, which really didn't set the world on fire. So the two movies he's done since then were like purely, purely works of passion. So he did the film Detention in 2011, which predicted 90s nostalgia in a crazy
2: way. Anybody could predict 90s nostalgia, but he
0: did it so well. Like he actually like it was weird because it was kind of a time travel movie, kind of a horror movie, and a teen movie all at once. And it really played around with um, with just like how kids today are acting differently than kids from the 90s but how i, I can't even describe it it's such a unique if film
2: there's gonna be odds nostalgia you watch people are gonna be carrying around those razor phones there for just like as weird accessories look i can't even access the internet on this phone it's you just actually, for you actually
0: could access the internet on the razor how do you text on this phone <laughs> yeah like anyways, the old keyboard people are gonna go back anyways, to that anyways guys What I'm saying is like he he's kind of ahead of a wave, but um and with bodied it's a rap battle movie and I didn't I don't have any real interest in rap battle yes and I still don't but the way that the movie sets it up. Uh, there's a character. So is it, is it better or worse than 8 Mile? I never saw 8 Mile, uh, by better, the way.
2: Better, okay, better, better.
0: I saw 8 Mile in bits and pieces
2: I on TV. I started watching 8 Mile, and as soon as Kim Basinger comes in, I'm like, I can't do it, and I turned it off.
3: <laughs> 8 Mile is basically rap Battle's Saturday Night Fever.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, okay.
0: Um, and so this film is uh, produced by Eminem. It's funny, whenever I, I mention it to people uh, that I work with, they're all like, oh, the Eminem movie. I'm like, it's not an Eminem movie. Like, he literally just put up some cash for it yeah that's fine that's it yep. he just that's all he had and they even kind of like mock him in it there is one Eminem song but it's only played at the very end and it's on and it's played as like a joke
2: so okay <laughs> so like and i'm
0: like yeah so it starts a uh, Callum worthy is the main character um this this rapper like known a is, lose
2: yourself reference or something like that
0: no okay my name is reference oh all right way way back all the way back to the original which came out 20 years ago Slim yeah which... yeah it's a problematic album, but it has some... It's, it's Super friction. problematic. Who the non-problematic <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to release his PC album where it's like, Yo! I got two words to say. Me too, mother... Anyways. He's, that's not gonna happen.
2: No. I wouldn't hold your breath. No, no, no. Although he has obviously changed quite a bit no
0: of course but the film deals with it it deals with like the problematic elements of of rap and especially rap battling where you're supposed to insult someone because the main character adam is a white guy attending a liberal arts club he's going to berkeley in in um, san francisco and for those of you that have ever been an english major in university or taking an english class it nails the english professor so good anthony michael hall plays the english professor and it just nails him because he's a smug moron that doesn't realize just because he didn't leave school and has now become a professor doesn't make him a
2: genius. But I thought Anthony Michael Hall was in like jail for beating a guy to death or something.
3: No, not to death, but it was a pretty brutal assault. Him and his neighbor, they were. Uh, oh. I think his neighbor sued him.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Didn't see that coming from Anthony Michael Hall. But, anyways, he's great in it. Um, if, you've and seen
3: it Anthony, if you've seen Edward Scissor Hands, you can yeah, see Yeah, he can, he, he can
0: be. A bully But anyways, it deals with like the whole uh issues of racism in it as well cuz like where the main character is this white kid and he's like in his first rap battle against a Korean guy and he's like trying to avoid using racist things, but like it's all failing and then he just was like, "Well, I got to hit that racist button." And he does it, and afterwards him and the guy that he's rap battling uh I actually have a conversation and he's like, "I'm sorry about all the racist stuff." And he's like the guy the guy is, like, "But that's rap battling. And by the way, you actually made it about me being Korean." Whereas everyone else makes it about me being Chinese, and I'm not Chinese. So there's lots of stuff. The only thing I, I kind of didn't like was how it presented uh, the left wing uh, college students as being way too reactionary, which they can it's, be. That, it's, it's such a hard chestnut, though. It's always
2: my uh, yeah. I that's always roll my eyes at that. Uh... Narrative because it is just it's a small section of university students. Yeah. who are a
0: bit privileged and that's that, and um, they do they do a good job of showing that these university students are extreme the ones that, that actually overreact are extremely privileged and they like see a white guy rapping well the interesting thing is early on he kind of like turns around being like well I'm not adopting uh, col- I'm not using cultural appropriation here I'm actually participating in the culture by being a part of these rap battles like I'm opening myself up to criticism uh, in the same way that a, another person of a different ethnicity would be opening themselves to criticism in this situation it's that deep and yet it's a comedy about rap battling and it's it, it was it's visually stunning like all of Joseph Kahn's works he did the great if you haven't seen it go online there's the Power Rangers short film he did which was a oh
1: yeah you dug leg that yeah
0: power rangers it's from um from Ari Shankar the the uh, producer I'm probably getting his last name wrong. He has a bootleg university. Did a Punisher short film a Venom short film, and he did a Power Rangers short film with Joseph Kahn. And Joseph Kahn was actually inter- interviewed about it, and he said, "Well, he wanted he had no interest in really doing it, other than to kind of thumb his nose at the whole current world that we're in with IP, because he's like, you can take the Bible and pull any character out of it that you want and make any kind of movie you want about them, and that and like a lot of people like you know live their lives based on the Bible and or any religious text, and it's fine." But if I do a Power Rangers short film, all of a sudden, I'm the Antichrist, and they're going to come after me, which they kind of did. They actually, Saban took it down from the internet for a few days, and then it popped back up again once they, like, realized it was a lot of bad press for them. So, yeah, Bodied is my favorite film of 2018 coming in a very close second slash 1.5 or 1a is Mandy which we talked about quite a bit I really dug Mandy I love the soundtrack I love the whole vibe of it I'm probably gonna watch the end tonight once you guys leave or if you guys want to spend the night at the, the <laughs> at the cottage of cinema or it the cinema cozy. chalet yeah, you know we'll throw another couple Betamax tapes on the fire and drink yeah, some they, more. they smoke quite a lot though so mm-hmm. I mean, it's getting it's Su- pretty <laughs> surprisingly not black smoke though it smells <laughs> like wood smoke Um so yeah so that that's uh mandy is one of my favorites um halloween i have to say the more i think about halloween the more i like it that was on there for me yeah i think it's uh and these are just the movies that i I loved of the year um i definitely think that it is it's just such a great good slasher film it was scary
2: they rescued the series from zombie is how i see it oh god
0: well i think they rescued slashers from just oblivion because like the current slashers other than so another f- one of my favorite films of the year was Strangers Pray at Night, which could be considered a slasher film, and it's actually more of a slasher film than the original Strangers. The original Strangers was more of a home invasion, a uh, couple under siege, whereas Strangers Pray at Night feels like they just left from part two to part seven, and like this is their great 80s party freak out, it's got a great soundtrack, I can never listen to Total Eclipse of the Heart the same way ever again, that song is now a badass, badass song in my mind, Bonnie Tyler is awesome. Um, great use of uh, who did uh, Kids in America? Kim Wilde. Kim Wilde, yeah. Kim Wilde. There's three Kim Wilde songs in it. I didn't know she had more than one. I am now a Kim Wilde. Kids in America. Kids in America, Cambodia, and Keep Me Hanging On. I am now a Kim Wilde devotee after watching that film. Uh, So I think that uh, Strangers Pray at Night and Halloween have definitely set some good new goalposts for slasher horror films. And also, the great thing about seeing films like these being made, like Get Out or even Suspiria, which is not on my list, and which I was very disappointed by, it's good to see, quote-unquote, I don't want to say real filmmakers, but filmmakers that are like, I don't have to make a horror movie, but I want to. Like David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and um, Jody Hill. Is the, was it, Who was the other writer on Halloween? I Hall- think Jody, Jody Hill. Hill. It might have been Jody Hill. But they did not need to make a Halloween movie. No. Like, it was a low-budget production with Blumhouse. They did it out of pure passion. You know, they didn't go forward, and unlike Rob Zombie, who... You know, kind of like reach out to John Carpenter and John Carpenter's like do whatever you want and then Rob Zombie's like oh wow you're not enthusiastic at all they actually were like we want to get John Carpenter on board we want to make sure that we have his blessing every step of the way like they incorporated his idea and they produced something that was fun and scary and entertaining in 2018 I don't know scary but thrilling it it, it had had sent times of dread like when she's in the car next to him even though that's a weird plot twist that no one really likes of the doctor deciding I'm going to be evil too um and when I she, like
3: that plot twist
0: you're the first person that's ever said that like every time anyone brings up that movie it's like oh it's weird and why'd they do it but the more I think about it the more I'm like kind of okay with it because you look at how Loomis was influenced by Myers where he like wanted to lock him up or kill him whereas this guy gets seduced by the power of evil and like has that whole thing of like this guy commands so much fear and terror I want to be a part of that like I'm seduced by it but yeah. and it contains one of the greatest sequences and it's the one where he says say something stomp great
2: it also uh, nicely shits all over true crime podcasts <laughs> yes it does for
0: sure because do you know what's you know what's amazing so i was listening to last podcast on left earlier and a lot of people now listen to true crime crime podcasts and they're like oh my god how could the police screw up so badly how could they not see it it's like yeah it's easy when you've got all the information told to you in one go but when you're out there trying to like decipher stuff like who thought it would be a good deal to bring michael Ma- i could see a true podcast person trying to bring the mask of a serial killer. To the serial killer to be like look at this what does it make you feel and in michael myers case it makes him feel like it's time to start killing again yeah that did yeah
3: yeah so anyways there's that great image early on in the movie where he's just dropping the teeth on the bathroom yeah floor. yeah that's
0: that, that, was that great. scene of her in the and everyone's like oh it ripped off the scene in h2o no it didn't
3: the, there i did it was H2O.
0: way better yeah h2o sucks he busts the
2: guy's teeth out and then
0: he did, not in H2O, but yeah, in the in Halloween, there's just a scene in the bathroom in H2O and everyone's like, hey, they ripped it off. Oh, it's like, okay, no, okay. It's no, the they didn't. Part, the
2: teeth part. No, the, the cool teeth part
0: is original. That was amazing. Just seeing that, you know, the hand reach over, the teeth drop down. And also he's doing it without a mask. Like this is before he gets his mask back. It's really terrifying that like the mask is just like something that he triggers him and that he wears. It reminds him of his youth when he committed his first murder. Anyways, I can go on and on about this. It's interesting how our podcast, we didn't watch a movie, and yet we're still talking, like, for an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, we, we've always got lots to talk about. Was Is that uh,
2: really a William Shatner mask turned inside out? That...
0: Yeah, it wasn't turned inside out. So the William Shatner mask they had was a Captain Kirk mask, but it was actually taken from the mold of William Shatner's face for his film The Devil's Reign. Oh, okay. Which is why it's a bit puffier than William Shatner was back in uh, Star Trek time, because he, you know, it's... 10 to 15 years later and he's you know packed on a few more like movie Star Trek time yeah just before it was just before Star Trek the motion picture when he got back into shape oh, okay um, yeah because I've been
2: uh, I've been actually really enjoying watching the uh the original series Star I wanna Trek watch,
0: I want to watch the original um, motion picture film well the, the I film seen. I
2: want to see but I'm uh, mm-hmm. just watching the show oh the show's great oh my god I'm loving know, it. you watch that first season and you're like oh I can see why this like didn't go away it's after it got so canceled campy but so wonderful and yeah uh, mm-hmm. William Shatner eats choose the scenery every
0: single line that he gives like, a which is fine kind, licorice, of, yeah. kind of admirable. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give up. Because, yeah, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, this is, you know, the concept is ridiculous. We're traveling on a spaceship through space. And, like, at the time, it's very ridiculous because we've got people of every single ethnicity. Well, except for Southeast Asian. And, no, they they do every now and then. Yeah. A and con, for a example. Con. Oh,
1: right.
2: <laughs>
0: Ricardo Montalban. Like, I got just to watch that episode. It's pretty good. <laughs> space seed. Um, That's the one, right? uh yeah I think... it? and ricardo Montalban as yeah as, Khan, as a middle eastern as the
2: perfect human being
0: yeah during the great and, eugenics wars of the 1990s as we as we're told uh, oh man those were rough <laughs> I scraped by by the skin of my teeth <laughs> fighting them eugenics wars um uh but yeah no like so the Shatner mask was uh but it was released as a captain kirk mask so what they did is they actually like took out the eyebrows replaced the hair and uh cut out the eyes and painted it white okay yeah so they changed it and in the new halloween it was actually the um the designer of the mask went to great pains to make it good because the actual mask still exists from the first film and they like looked well how would it age in in 40 years turns out not well so he made his version of like a mask that had suffered like different kinds of decay but it still worked it might have been in Yeah. yeah okay yeah, so Halloween, definitely on my top of the uh, favorite films of the year. And then Strangers *Pray* night I talked about it. I just encourage everyone to find this film. It is such a fun, like ninety minutes, just a pure joy, scary, fun, jumpy, great soundtrack. I saw Strangers
3: characters. I enjoy the first one.
0: Yeah, I, I
2: didn't really mm-hmm. care for it when I saw it, but it was ages ago and my mind might have changed. Yeah. It's it's
0: it's better on review it's Liv now that well, right? Live yeah, Tyler yeah. and uh the Scott, Scott, Scott Speedman, yeah. Scott Speedman. Um Anyways, the new movie characters you actually like and want to survive I in. I didn't. It. I hated both yeah. those characters. Um, then I have In Fabric, of course, the, which we talked about. The Peter Strickland film, great soundtrack. Like I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Peter Strickland's first film, which apparently is kind of hard to find. But oh, is he Studio?
3: did one before Barbarian okay. Sound. Studio. He did one before Barbarian Sound Studio.
0: But uh, I've loved all those films. Bavarian Sound Studio, The Duke of Burgundy, I liked a lot, and In Fabric, I just I think it's fantastic, and I can't wait for it to come out next year. Um, the next film is a bit of a cheat because it was on my list last year, but it only got a wider release this year, and that is the film Revenge by Carly Faga, Um, who is uh, it's. I saw it again in theaters. So I went out to go see it after seeing it at TIFF. It's a great film, great soundtrack, like a star-making performance for the director and the lead actress in it. I. I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, can't say enough good things about it. I think it's a really, really great film. Uh, even if it's you're turned off by the plot of it's about a woman, a young girl, or not young girl, but uh, early 20s woman who is in a relationship with a man who's married. He takes her to his hunting chalet in the Moroccan desert for like a weekend. His friends show up because uh, they're going to go on a hunting trip. He takes off to go get their hunting licenses. One of them winds up raping her and then they have to figure out how they're gonna get rid of this problem. The problem being the girl, and they think that she's dead, but she's not, and she comes back and messes them up good. Especially like Phil, I think we talked about like that unrelenting like last ten minutes of the movie, where it's a chase through the house. Yeah, it's so goddamn good, so good. I'm super psyched. I, w- I want to watch it again now. It's also on streaming on Shutter. Shutter's killing it. I gotta say, they got Mandy. They got. Uh, Revenge, have a lot
3: of other stuff. Revenge is probably the most over the top bloody movie I've yeah. ever seen. Mm-hmm. I th- it's probably more blood than either of the Evil Dead movies. I wouldn't go that far. Evil Dead Two had like blood just gushing out of the walls. Yeah, but Revenge has blood from people. gushing blood like that as well. A dude uh, stepping on the accelerator and like the bloods. Uh, oh yeah, He's just gushing blood
0: oh it's so oh when he gets shot in the
2: foot I'm trying, well, Mandy had its fair share of blood too. Yeah, Mandy also was good Descent too. is filled with blood
0: yeah but uh yeah Revenge I highly recommend it it's such a good film and then my final film of the list it's a shorter list this year I didn't do a full 10 because there are films I liked but didn't love is Let the Corpses Tan I dug the heck out of this film i know phil you and me I disagreed we we saw it with uh, brandon cox who made one brief appearance long-term antagonist of the show uh brandon cox and he has uh, he has made an appearance on the show we'll yeah. get him on for a good up for a proper episode. one i don't know if we will uh he's not a fan there's, there's a
2: few gets that we have to get for mm-hmm. him for this year i think we can
0: who do you think we should get we need to get matt queisenberry matt queisenberry uh, yeah. i'd
2: love uh more more sherrick he's usually good on the pod mm-hmm uh, Patrick Whistler, I think would be. Oh good. my god, Patrick Whistler! Yeah, He's is just a film encyclopedia. Get that guy. We too. should
0: show him like, oh, it's too bad we already watched Get Even. Maybe Samurai Cop, just something to break his brain. <laughs> <laughs> that's Have what you seen Miami Connection? I don't know if you seen Miami Connection. Maybe we should do Miami Connection. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe that's yeah, a good we'll one. We'll see. Patrick Whistler. Who else do you think we should get on? Uh, I want to get Amy Force back on because she was like surprisingly not yeah, surprising, Amy but Force, she was good. Uh, Vanessa's good too. Mm-hmm. Um ermina perez because she yeah, throws yeah, yeah. bombs Lillian, and of course who were missing yeah. this week but she's a
2: she's a permanent member mm-hmm. um
0: yeah should we try for some celebrities this year like you know ryan gosling or something yeah let's, let's reach out to the two ryan's maybe we, we maybe we could get them both in the same room at the same time i don't think the so. the universe might explode yeah i yeah. think it would um yeah that's all I got. You, you keep on running
2: into Adam Agoyan. Maybe you could invite him on the I know. The I should. I should. Be like, hey, man,
0: we've sat next to each other too many times now. You want to fall asleep during a film that I'm <laughs> showing? Anyways. I think uh, we've
3: done a fair bit of Adam Agoyan bashing on this. About bashing with love. You know, like yes. that guy's
0: keeping it going. Like he's out there fighting the good fight for Canadian filmmakers and just going uh, down. I don't flames. know if we should uh, Albert
2: Pune on the podcast. That could happen. We could get him a phone. Well, Irina's well, going Skype down point. to
0: act, on him, act with him or act in his movie.
2: Maybe I don't know, know what he's like, like as, as a down. person
0: now, especially with dementia creeping. Yeah, in. Apparently he's gotten a lot better because yeah. they've been they've been filming badass angels and demons for the past a few weeks and everyone's just like he's gotten sharper. So apparently the actual act of making a movie has like improved his own. Shout his out health. to you, Albert, if you're listening. Yeah, if you're listening, you are listening, Albert, we love yeah, we love you, of course. You are the patron saint of this podcast. And we're gonna be doing uh Punefest two in twenty nineteen. Oh I'm excited. I'm excited. We're gonna be watching um Crazy Six. And because I have the Blu-ray for it now, probably maybe we're gonna do Are we gonna watch nemesis ticker? T- ticker if I can find like, it. Yeah. we haven't
2: done a S- Segal yet, so
0: yeah, we could do ticker ticker Crazy Six and maybe Nemesis. Maybe do a triple if we can. Scott Sherrick wants to watch Nemesis quite a bit, and the of course Slinger, the director's cut of Cyborg. Oh, wait, back to my film. Um, uh, Let the corpses tan. Yeah, one of my favorite films of the year. Great weird acid western with a lot of like weird hippie stuff in it. Uh, great soundtrack the reason why we're talking about Brandon Cox is because when we went to go see that movie it was myself Phil and Brandon Cox Phil said he hated the movie Brandon Cox said it felt like I was being punched in the face for 90 minutes and I said I love that movie (laughs) it is a wonderful wonderful film that I love quite a bit it's currently streaming on Canopy which is the free streaming service if you have a library card you can get this wonderful streaming service Canopy gives you great international films great classic films which are not on Netflix or any streaming service from what I recall, and a lot of good contemporary independent films, which are unfortunately nowhere near the top of the Netflix queues. So with that, everyone, I think we've come to the end. Do we have any final thoughts on 2018?
2: Well, uh, what uh, what films are you guys keen to watch? Uh, it's 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 just the start of December here. What, what do you guys mm-hmm. want to watch before the end? Uh, and be a Creed 2, anyone?
0: Or? I do want to see Creed 2. I do. I, I love the first Creed. I've got a lot of free time coming up.
3: Yeah, so. I'd like to see Creed 2... Um... I want to get around to watching Eighth Grade. Oh, yeah, I do want to
0: see that. I, I do like Bo Burnham. There are some misses. Yeah, we, I've had some misses this year. Like, I didn't see Eighth Grade. I want to see Roma. Obviously, Roma. Yeah, I'll see what, Roma. What is this Roma? I haven't heard of it. It's I'm, the I'm Alfonso Cuaron, his oh, new film. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, the guy it, who
2: I mistook for Guillermo del Toro a few yeah, weeks back. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Well, you haven't even seen Children of Men. You're not allowed to watch this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
2: <I> w- <laughs> funny because I just listened to
3: Copycat, and uh, <laughs> you were uh, ripping on Graham for uh, still having your copy of Children of Men.
2: I lent him this DVD a full year ago. It's here somewhere. Uh, I know. Friends.
0: I think
3: it's There's, a year and a half now.
0: Here's the thing, that's Like, do I want to sit down and watch a long, depressing movie about? It's not depressing. Do I want to sit down and watch a long movie about the end of human civilization? But it's not what it's really about. With the cool things
2: about how it's, uh, it's, it's near future. Mm. It's still sci-fi but it's near future but they yeah. get the near future perfectly like there's futuristic cars but they're old and beat up now and I don't okay.
0: know it's, it's cool Yeah, they do it well alright all right, I will watch it at some point but I can
3: watch I've only, it only seen it watch. once I saw it at the old Bloor uh, second run it was... oh the old I think Bloor. it's one of the
0: most
2: underrated films of the aughts I would put it in my top 10 probably for that decade I think it's it's really good film
3: yeah. it seems to be one of the most well liked movies of the aughts
2: also good use of King
0: Crimson Cool. I didn't know there was some King yeah, Crimson there in is. They lay it down, so yeah. you'll enjoy that. Okay. I'll, I'll have to give it a watch then at some point.
3: Uh, First Reformed is on my tour. I oh. want to see the that Paul Paul Schrader as well. film. I've heard great
0: things about Although, First Reformed. Did you hear about... Okay, so Paul Schrader put up this thing on his, like, either Facebook or Twitter. He's like, I wrote this script. I've got this idea. And the role I want, it would be perfect for... Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. And I went to my producer and said, Kevin Spacey would be perfect for this. And my producer said... No. And I thought, this is terrible. This role is perfect for Kevin Spacey. He's the perfect actor for it. Yep. What should I do? And I actually commented, it was shared on the Pure Cinema Podcast group, and I actually commented, Paul Schrader, at 70 years old, needs to grow up. Guess what? I'm sure you can make this movie with Kevin Spacey. It won't get a good distributor, it won't really get seen, and it'll evaporate into nothing.
2: Yeah, get somebody else. There's, there's plenty of talented actors. I agree, exactly. Kevin Spacey is a talented actor. I, I said what? this as much when yeah. I watched... Um, He's a, he's a really good mm. baby driver. He's yeah. really good at doing that
0: role. Um, well, it's like, it's like anytime someone brings this up, it's just like, get, there's other talented actors else. out there. There's It's not be like a there's a shortage man, of Be a goddamn man, grow up, and like, don't be a baby about this thing because someone you like is, guess what? Like, if, Kevin Spacey's in a movie now, like a new one, I'm probably not going to see it. Not because I'm like, I'm taking a stand, but because I don't give a shit anymore about Kevin Spacey. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's not a
2: draw for me. You're um, not a draw.
0: You're done. It's like Hulk Hogan. He had his
2: run in the 90s where yeah. he was in a string of really good movies. And by the way, he
0: hasn't done anything. Like, he only started doing good stuff in the last uh, he three years.
2: He he's more interested in the theater nowadays, so he just comes back to, to fund Vic. that. The old Vic. Although I'm sure he's not there anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, Mary Poppins fans here. I, I nah. still, I, no. yeah, I still yeah. hear good things about uh, Mission Impossible.
3: I'm um, three Mission Impossible movies behind. Um,
0: yeah, I haven't seen any since I
3: of- like to sneak in *Strangers Prey* at night. So. Yeah,
0: *Strangers Pray at night.
2: I highly recommend that movie. No interest in uh, *Green Book*. No. no I, I kind of want to see the Meg I don't know about you guys I want to see I, the Meg I, I, I kinda feel like wanna,
0: it's a giant shark movie guys <laughs> like it's like when people ask me why did you go see Batman vs. Superman I'm like because it's called Batman vs. Superman I want to see a giant shark movie because there's a giant shark in it like I, I like, love shark movies unlike
2: Rampage which looks like a piece of crap um, I bet you the Meg is kind of good, especially it's probably, in our kind of in our way. I know,
0: and the, the fact that they use some Sinatra in the in the trailer made me smile when he did some
3: beyond to, the sea. Oh, let's go ahead. I listened to the How This Get Made episode about the Meg and I learned on that episode that that movie was in development hell for over twenty. I know years. it's based on a novel, and apparently yeah. the novel's
0: supposed to be really good. I almost bought it uh, a week ago, but I didn't.
3: Yeah, the novel's from hmm. like the mid nineties, and yeah. They were tried, that was supposed to be a movie in the late nineties. It
0: is terrifying to think that giant great white sharks used to swim the ocean, like yeah. hundred foot long yeah. sharks.
3: <laughs> but Deep Blue Sea uh, definitely <laughs> sapped the momentum out of that, and so Yeah. Nobody wanted to make it for the longest time. So
2: Deep Blue Sea is another one we should watch on this podcast. I, think.
0: I don't. I don't want to like. I remember the, it
2: being fun. I don't. Get, I don't want to get to the point
0: where we're using CGI though. That's that's my one kind of concern, right? You got that great Samuel Jackson
2: yeah, moment on gives the right, right before he gets, gets eaten, eaten by the shark. It's awesome. The
3: yeah. great LL Cool J song, yep. Sharkspin Spin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah. that's classic Eight times. Um yeah, I don't know what else. Uh, a Star is born is probably not gonna nah, be good. Nah. New Robin Hood I movie see, looks like trash.
0: I kinda wanna see the new Robin Hood movie though, cause it <laughs> it looks insane. Like it literally looks insane because it's set in like a like a fictionalized past where there's like future technology somehow. Oh god, that doesn't seem yeah. good to me. It does to me. I love it. Can I do that with Assassin's Creed? Isn't that just basically
2: Assassin's Creed? Michael Fassbender. But this one has Robin Hood. I'm a sucker so is for it, a Robin this Hood. A
3: steampunk Robin Hood?
2: Yeah, I think so. I'm a sucker for Robin oh, and Hood. And let me get this off my chest, because this has been bothering me for a while. And what did I do now? Uh, no, it's not you. I keep on hearing about this. Uh, they they released the trailers for the new uh, Disney's new live action Lion King. That is not a live action movie. No, it's not. It's all CGI. <laughs> CGI animation. I don't I love, know why this I love is a how live action movie. Everyone calls it
0: a live action movie. It's not. There's no human characters in it. So therefore, even if it like. They, in the they live might action, use
2: real backgrounds or something like that, I guess. But
0: yeah, but still, that's not live action. It's
2: animated. It's like for all intents it's like purposes.
0: Avatar when it's like, oh, Zoe, what's her Because Kaza- uh, Not Kazan. Saldana. Saldana is like starring in Avatar. I'm like, no, she's not. She's voicing a character in Avatar. Yeah. She's not starring in anything. She's not in the movie. But even then, they might have used some of like her, her, like, facial, her thing. facial things. But, but still, here, they're not doing it because yeah. it's animals. No, it's animals. Just
2: animals. It's just different animation, but why call it live action? I guess. Because Disney, man. I, like Because their live action Aladdin is going to feature are real people. I don't even know why they made it. Does it look good to anyone? No, it just—it literally maybe? looks like they just took
0: the Lion King and made it CGI.
2: It like a lot of like I think uh, the Buzzfeed was like side by side. Yeah, it looks the same. It looks the same.
0: That's not that's not so creative. Why did they do it? It's like. Did Gus Van Sant direct this or something?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gus Van Sant's The Lion King. I would see a that. A shot shot-for-shot remake. Werner Herzog's The Lion King.
0: But no, it's actually it'll
3: basically be a spoobie, scoobie, Roar. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be great. Oh, we got to watch
0: Roar on this podcast. Okay. Have you oh, seen Roar, have you seen Roar Kit?
2: That's the one where people got to actually mold by lions. Yeah, oh, repeatedly
0: yeah. for four years while they were making it. Oh, it's so good. Um,
3: and uh, the former uh, Mr. Tippy Hedren died from complications as a result of his years rooms. of lion yeah. attacks. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> he developed gangrene. Uh, he got
0: On the shoe he got gangrene. Jan de Bont got scalped.
3: Yep.
2: Uh, uh, there's a actress too uh, a, a rather famous not Melanie Griffith yes somebody.
3: there's Melanie, well, <laughs> Melanie Griffith Mel- yeah, Grif- yeah, Grif- as a child when
0: so- she was in it she had to get facial reconstructive surgery at age like 14
3: yeah she had to get her face uh, reattached Jesus
0: it's a hell of a movie <laughs> a hell of a movie people got hurt um, but yeah you so, watch
3: the movie and it's like how did nobody die while making that's, this that's the thing I'm
0: like, it is a miracle that no one died well, some the stuff you were
3: watching, nobody died. No.
0: Well, you said the guy. Uh, no, but, Vin- that, but he continued to hang out with lions. Like, oh, okay, okay. It wasn't the the injuries he had in that movie. It was the injuries he had in life from hanging out with lions. Oh,
2: so guys, should we call to an end twenty well, eighteen? I was gonna sing old Lang-, Lang sang, but then I remembered I don't actually know the words. I know <laughs> should old acquaintance, old acquaintance be, be
0: forgotten? Design. Design. That's all we know. Huh. All right. So You're thank, welcome, everyone. So for Death by Video. I've been Phil. I've been kit Uh Lil is still sick, but we'll see her soon. And I've been Graham saying Get better, Lil. Thank you to everyone who's listening to this podcast. We really do appreciate it. We are a small listening audience. Each and every one of you, uh I really appreciate listening. It is this is actually hard work making this podcast. didn't takes like a whole day. Um and we're doing it for the love, not the money. We keep this 100% ad-free, not because we want it to, but because we don't get any sponsors. Um, by the way, Casper mattresses are really the way to go. Shut the hell up! <laughs> Casper mattresses. I sleep on a futon mattress on top of an old IKEA mattress that I've combined.
3: Brought to you by Andy. Shut up! If they, if we have a sponsor Fresh uh, bucks.
2: for 2019, I think Blood Brothers would be the sponsor that we would they actually appreciate. They don't know appreciate. we exist, and they don't like us.
0: <laughs> We give their inner eye. get the Pick pick the inner eye up or Shumay or any other great sours. Shume. yeah. Anyways, for this by Video, I've been Graham Singh. Please be sure to rewind and we will see you in 2019 with Plan 9 from Outer Space.
2: Keep your eyes on the skis. Simpsons reference. <laughs> That's all I got, folks. I'm <laughs> sorry. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Should all